Welcome, listeners, to uh, a rather special uh, extra episode of the Two Peas Podcast. Good evening, Ben. Good evening, mate. Nice to speak to you, sir. A much quicker than too. expected. Yeah. I have, um, I have put myself out there to put up with listening to Ben to bring you guys um, some really interesting content. We hope you enjoy. Um, essentially... Uh, ben and I, as you will know, believe that the wargaming community is really, really awesome. Uh, and right now, uh, amongst all the many things and issues it's causing around the world, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic is shutting lots of uh, events and conventions, which are often an opportunity for independent stockists um, or small companies, uh, manufacturers of cool wargaming stuff to get their stuff out there. Uh, yeah. so, you know, and, and that's a real shame. Um, some will literally rely on these events to generate their income so really important that uh, we as a community make sure we have a look around and see where we can support them so ben has done a sterling job of sharing some of those guys through our twitter account uh, so hopefully you found that interesting and i've tried to move some of those across to instagram and facebook although as usual with me a little bit intermittent so sorry about that i'll try and get uh, get a few more up um but what we wanted to do was record uh, an episode where we go through and talk about some of the stuff we've seen what we think is very very cool how we think you could use it uh, and then you guys can go to the show notes or onto the website under the virtual wargaming convention that's on two peas in the pod and, and follow it up really and have a look i think that's pretty much everything isn't it dude yeah, I mean, quite cool. If you go to our show notes, we'll have done a list, and you can literally sit down with a cup of tea, and um, and, and do it with us. You know, open the pages, have a look, see what we're getting excited about. You probably get most banky buck out of doing it that way, I think. So, guys, um, without further ado, please do grab some refreshments, uh, and we will see you. Well. It's not the hobby desk. I, I nearly said it then. Yeah, you did, I? Yeah. I nearly went on the hobby desk. Uh, we will see you on a list of awesome hobby. <laughs> Hi guys, and welcome to part one of uh, the Virtual War Games Convention for Adepticon. Um, so we've going to put the list up of how we're going to go through it, because Adepticon have done this somewhat puzzling thing, where every time you open the list of sponsors and exhibitors on, on their website, it's in a different order. Um, I guess that's to make sure that you actually have a look through, um, or the same one isn't at the top every time. Um, so first on our list, Dan, is um, Wonderlight Gaming. Yeah. Uh, which is um, basically an Etsy page, and they do um, a few pretty cool products, I thought. So um, the primary thing that they sell is a magnetic MDF case, an MDF case with magnetic sheets. Um, and we're pretty we're pretty keen on magnetic storage, to be honest. We are. Uh, <laughs> you could say that. Um, there's also like a... A blossoming little um, sort of gaming aid section, and there's a paint pot tipper over, anti tipper over thing, so that I don't tip paint all over Dan's floor when I go around. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think uh, what pops... I particularly like, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no, yeah, go for it. Um, so the movement trays they do, um, they do these for thirty-two mil 
and 25 mil, I believe. Mm. Um, but they are done in such a way that they, they come, I don't know if they come with the magnets, dude, but you can certainly put, put magnets into it. I think they might come with magnets actually. But the nice thing is that they don't have a rim as such. So, um, the model's base is actually the edge of the model's base is at the outer edge of the movement tray. Um, yeah. Which is really, really important, particularly in, in the likes of Age of Sigma. So I really like that. Um, got a lot of time for that, and I thought that was a quite a cool little thing. Um, and the the um, the bits in between the the bases are, are um, sculpted as well. They're modelled. Yes. So, yeah. Um, and looking at the pictures of the models on them, they look really cool. They do. They look really cool. So. So the next one on our list is versatile terrain. Yep. Um, <clears throat> hmm. The link not working for you, Dave? No. Oh, so versatile terrain do um, uh, like nameplates for um, miniatures. Um, I really like these a lot. Um, <clears throat> Particularly for skirmish games, um, they're really high quality. I've, I've actually seen these on the tabletop um, from this company, and uh, and I really liked them. So y- you can get whatever name written on there you want. Um, I've, I've been thinking of getting them for my Titans actually, um, and they they come in a number of different designs. I really like the sort of super gothic one. Um, with the kind of rivets and embossing, and um, yeah, I'm I'm thinking of picking a couple of them up actually down for my titans. Like I said, that's cool. Um, it says here that the fire arc is included. That's pretty cool. Um, easy fit as well. As you said, different styles. So there's like an orky, yeah, orky style. Choose your style. Oh yeah, very cool. Plain recessed, <coughs> excuse me, or slim, and font. Let's have a look. Oh, ho, ho, ho. that's the picture that's going to get me. So, um, if you check out the website, guys, and look under the font, the header page is Garex Reavers, um, with the more labelled up. Oh, they do look good there. Oh, they do, yeah. don't they? Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> really so, so you've got standard font. You've got things such as orcish, um, runes as well. Oh, mate, those runes look good, don't they? Yeah. Crypt, Celtic. digital. I mean, there's more than this, guys. I just, I'm just calling out a few. Mainframe, adventure, quest. Oh, dearie me. Yeah, there's loads there. So you can really sort of personalize your um your skirmish miniatures with these so i'm i'm a big fan of these i'm almost certainly going to pick some up for my titans yeah i mean look at this so japan so if you were going to do bushido and you wanted that sort of style norse yeah. so like for your space wolves android would look pretty sweet for um infinity or yeah, mainframe actually so yeah there's some there's some good stuff there very good I'm afraid we're gonna, we are going to have to press on through, guys. We'd love to spend hours talking about each of them, but we've got loads to go through. So the, the next, the next one is um, 
a, a studio archon or archon studio um and they are do they do a number of things but mainly at the moment they the kickstarter is um starside which is an upcoming game that they're releasing um and that's probably what they were going to talk about the most at um um adepticon but it's probably the most popular game that people have heard of or or come across i suppose or is the wolfenstein board game that's certainly how i know of them um but they also do this rather cool set of rampart modular terrain which is i think is pretty special um it's nice. I think the thing that really captured me is dungeons and lasers, yes, um, which is yeah. the the modular dungeons or science fiction starship internal bits, um, but yeah. in in a plastic sprue form. So yeah. Yeah. Re- really, really cool. So they do alien base catacombs or sort of science fiction lab type starship thing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah really good. And uh, the the key thing of this I've I've come across, no one else that does it in a specific way to do it, um, it's magnetized. So there's the space is in it for you to put your magnets. Oh, that's um, cool. St- standard industry standard magnets. So um, th- this stuff is designed to be taken out of the box, put together for a game, and then put pulled apart and put back in the box. Mm. Um, so I I think I think it's right up there with my li- like short list of top solutions for that kind of thing, particularly um, the, the dungeons and lasers stuff for, for things like role playing. I think that's brilliant. Um, and like I said, they also do Wolfenstein, uh, Chronicle X, which is um, science fictiony with rather cool dudes in rather big suits. Um, that's a board gamey kind of game. And there's some great videos on there and how to do it. I really love the characters for this game, Dan. Mm. Um, so there's like a, a chief petty officer, Jack Clemson, with a whopping great sniper rifle. Um, but my favourite is Mudslide Grizzler. I just think he's ace. I just spotted a dog with a sword, holding a sword in its teeth as a companion. Amazing. That was excellent. Amazing. Yeah, so there we go. Studio Icon, uh, Modular Terrain, um, a couple of board games, um, science fiction one there that we've just spoken about called Chronicle X. Vanguards of War um, is the sort of fantasy board game that they do. Uh, Going over and have a look um, because if nothing else, the scenery, I've spent quite a long time looking at it. Um, should we move on to Table War? Yeah, so let's go into Table War. So Table War is one where we actually have some uh, personal experience of these guys. So Table War were the first company, certainly that I noticed, that were doing the uh, neoprene gaming mats. Um, yep. So I have four of their mats, um, all six by four. Uh, I've got a space one, uh, a grasslands, a snow and um and sort of a i don't know wasteland brownie wasteland color um they are excellent really really good uh i never thought i would be convinced i didn't think that um 
it would ever be as good as like a properly sculpted battlefield or a battlefield with texture on it. But actually, functionality-wise, storage-wise, even simple things, this can sound ridiculous, but as a parent um, who would play games in the evening, somewhere you can roll your dice where they're quiet uh, because the mat is spongy is actually really yeah. useful. Um, yeah. So, yeah, th- those mats are excellent. Uh, they also do tower cases. They do overlays as well. So you can get um, like a transparent overlay that can put grids um, or hexes onto an existing map that you've got or a map from another manufacturer that you've got. Um, and they do mini map things to do as backdrops if you want to take pictures. Um, I really like those macro mats, the, the, the picture backdrops. Yeah. Yeah, they I was having cool. a good old look at them. I'm, yeah, very, very nice. Um, the only sort of uh, thing that I've come across, which is quite frustrating, so when I ordered them, they had a warehouse in, in Manchester, I think. It doesn't appear like they've got that anymore. And actually, if you go to their website, um, well, certainly when I went a, about a week ago, uh, it simply said that they were still working on having um the you know being able to purchase through like a uk store or or uh different places around the world an international web cart store that's what i meant that's what i was trying to say um, yeah which is a shame because they got some really nice stuff um but it is worth constantly checking back because i know as i say i did read that they were working on that um, yeah but yeah so that's those guys uh, War Cradle. So, War Cradle. War Cradle, um, I first came across War Cradle, Cradle when I, um, came across a piece of their scenery being done up by, um, Black Arts. And I was extremely impressed by that. And that is, I believe, for, um, Wild West Exodus or Dystopian Wars, one of the two. It's a, a windmill. Um, so it's the MDF terrain. It's Wild um, West Exodus. Wild West Exodus, yeah, okay. Um, they, they do a, a number of, of games, uh, Wild West Exodus, Dystopian Wolves, Mythos, um, and, um, Fog and Friction. Now, each one of these really, they've, they've got an excellent range of models. And they've got scenery to go with it. So that they're, they're kind of a, they're full, the full package. If, if that makes any sense at all, Dan, it's not like they're doing a little bit of it. There's the full package there. Um, I particularly like the um, the models for the um, Wild West Exodus because they're, they're, they're kind of Wild West with a, fan, with a science fiction sort of twinge to them, which reminds me of Firefly. I can't get over that kind of link in my head. So um, I've been... Very tempted by a few. I've actually got one going through my bits. I thought I did. I do have one, um, which might be the start of a fledgling little collection for those, which would be pretty cool. Anything catch your eye on there, buddy? Well, <coughs> I'm actually finding it difficult to find yes, pictures the of the miniatures. The website is is challenging, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's not ideal. Um, so one of the things, for example, 
that you've got to watch out for, guys, is if you want to click on Mythos, if you click for more info on the bit where it says click for more info, that doesn't that link doesn't work. You've got to click on the logo. Um, Dystopian Wars, I know I like because this was a game that was made by Spartan Games, who sadly um, went out of business uh, a year or two ago, and uh, different people bought different parts of their uh, offering. But uh, it was War Cradle that bought Dystopian Wars, and then they folded that in with um, the Wild West Exodus. So they're both set yeah. in the same place. Um, again, you know, I've, I've just come on here. You know, I've, I've still not seen any models yet. Now, obviously, you guys know I'm not the most amazing um, at finding stuff, but definitely not the easiest website. But do do have a look around because some good games there, some really good games. I found it easier to go through their Twitter feed, actually, Dan. Did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, to, to models because I I did really struggle um, to to find them. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure whether I'm doing something completely wrong. To be honest. Hmm. Anyway, that's those guys. Um, again, sorry for whizzing through them, chaps. But hopefully, as I say, we're going to have a list of all the links. So if you want to spend a bit more time, do go and have a look. Um, one thing I will say, just before we move on from there, is the quality of the MDF scenery. Having watched the video where he puts them together in a lot of detail, um, and and that link is is on the the tweet that we did for them, um, is very very good indeed. So, um, yes, yeah. So we're moving on to now Death Ray Designs, um, which do a number of different um, scenery sets. Um, so, and widgets, and, and widgets and bits. There's the sort of standard, um, sort of ruined city scenery, um, which is very cool and and looks very nice, very functional. Um, but our, my absolute standout favourite is their set called Odenheim, um, which is uh, like a sort of neon futuristic. Um, it very it, it it kind of really rings of um, altered carbon to me. This set, yeah, so, yeah, um, really like that. Um, they've they've used um, plastic, uh, sort of brightly coloured neon coloured plastics to to augment the MDF scenery, and it's it looks really really nice. Um, they also have got um, a dead bolts derelict, which is. Um, Kind of like the modular sort of necromundary kind of stuff that would fit with that very yeah. well. Yeah, that looks good. And then scatter matters. You're absolutely right, dudes. It does matter. Um, filling up your your table with random bits of junk. They've got a lovely little set of scatter. Um, so well, well worth having a look at that. What I quite liked about the way this site was set up is that um, if you go to the bottom and even in the the um, the menu to some degree it, it has halfway down specializing in products for and then it has the different war games so infinity x-wing frostgrave all of that kind of stuff um so you can yep. click on and it will give you the products that they sell that would fit with that game i really like that because you know some people want that kind of simplicity go down age sigma bam and it will you know it will tell you yeah, so they also do stencils as well, um, and they do some of the guerrilla miniature games 
if you guys follow them on um YouTube, follow Ash. He's you got some branded stuff that you you can support him by making purchases through Death Ray Designs of some of his bits and pieces, um, which is well worth it because I, to be honest, I really like Ash's stuff. Um, uh, what's also cool at the moment is they've got an Adepticant sale on, <laughs> so up to twenty five percent off everything across the site, and when you can effectively fill a city fight board for eighty dollars. You know, that is pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, again, <laughs> is it as detailed as the sort of Cities of Death stuff? No, of course it isn't. But, you know, you, you pay a premium for that. But does it look flipping cool? And will it block lines of sight? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, there is some really cool stuff in there. Um, really, really cool. Oh, my goodness. That Promethean Refinery Tower trio is bloody brilliant. What I quite like about these dudes is that they started off as a painting studio, <laughs> and this yeah. is this has kind of grown out of that. So, um, th- you know, they come from the place of being hobbyists or painters. Um, so yeah, there's a Bus nice stop bundle. Brilliant! That that site definitely worth going and having a look and just having a really good look around. Yeah, absolutely. In my view. And to be honest, if you aren't here for mine or Ben's view, then you probably should listen to something else. <laughs> <laughs> right, next up we have Squad Marks. A nice simple product is a clip-on system for bases um, that help define the squads. Now, um, there's lots of times where you don't need this. I don't think that you'd need this particularly for a Space Marine Force, for example, because I paint squad markings on my miniatures. So... You know, you'd be able to tell the difference. However, I think there's plenty of opportunity for these for things like Tyranids, um, Guard, Necrons, um, Goblins, etc., etc., etc. There's so many uses for this, um, and it's it can actually really. I, I've seen arguments caused by people not defining what unit things are in, and they're not being clear. Um, mm. they also do um, cool little simple stuff like the adhesive magnets that kind of stuff yeah um, I was just looking at that actually um, and base expanders so lo- loads of sort of basing goodness um, but their primary product is these squad marks, these clip on to the base, the cool thing about them being clip on is that you know you don't stick them on that you're going to be taken off and put on for each game yeah, and I think that's important because, you know, <clears throat> you might they might not give you the visual thing that you want, but those that sort of definition, as you said, Ben, it, it is important in certain circles. Yeah, absolutely, and, and they've also got a a fifteen percent st- sale on for um, Adepticon. So, um, you know, if you're if you're a um, a gamer, absolutely take a look at them. When I was about 11, um, I used to play my mate's Chaos Army <coughs> on a really thin, narrow table, and I had Eldar, yeah. and he always kicked my butt, and <laughs> uh, I basically decided that I was just going to start taking my casualties off the front of my Guardian units and just put them on the back um, of the unit, which is clearly cheating, uh, and I don't <laughs> condone it, but this sort of thing would have um, would have caught me out, so definitely... Uh, be careful if you are trying to cheat. This might not be the way to go. I, I'm not sure that that was like 
<laughs> this product is not for you if you're a cheat. <laughs> well, that's Just a quick the, window into into my my dark past. That is true. This product is it. not for you if you're a cheat. So, so let's go next to Crocodile Games. Yeah. So, um, bit of a mix. Crocodile Games. Um, some really nice stuff and some stuff that I um. <laughs> It shows its age, but I can't sculpt, so I probably shouldn't say, but again, just opinion. Um, now, Crocodile Games do a few games. Um, all, I think they're all on a fantasy sort of setting. They're sort of, sort of classical fantasy, aren't they? So they're, they're yeah. fantasy based on, on classical tropes. So, um, for example, That's right. Greek, um, Egyptian, that, that kind of thing. So there's sort of, obvious um themes to them we particularly liked the the athenian phalanx for war gods that was very very good um very very good indeed uh they're, they're lovely ranked units where you know the front ranks kneeling with the spears out and then the second rank is um standing yeah out. i was just trying to oh here it is spartans it's got to be under Spartans. I'm just going to find it now. Because I just had a moment when I saw it. There it is. Yeah, so um, War Gods of Olympus, uh, Spartan Phalanx. Oh, well, there's loads, actually. So there's the Corinth Hoplites, um, yeah. the Soldiers of Fortune. There's the Corinth Hoplite unit, the Suitors of Aphrodite. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> They all Good the... place to get Spartan shields for your Space Marines as well, if you're that way inclined, because yeah. you can get some shields. Um, and some cool monsters and stuff mm, on yeah. there. Um, I like I like some of these monsters. They're great. What's this? This is brilliant. Titan Master 1. Ooh. He looks angry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, also, if you do want to have a well, a sort of semi-naked demonette-style woman in a bathtub. Um, this is the place to come because <laughs> uh, you can get that um, with a rubber duck. With and, a rubber um, duck. With a rubber duck, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> so, again, it's it's just it's just really cool if you if you've not had much exposure to other bits and pieces, it's well worth having a look around and just seeing. What's out there? Because there's some fun stuff around. Yeah. I tell you what, they they always miss. I wish there was more pikemen in uh, in Warhammer. Yeah, well, we I've spoken before about how you know the, the units of of state troops or whatever you want to call them now, um, cities of Sigma with their tiny little swords and tiny little shields would would die in seconds against Oryx and Chaos Warriors. They would need to be using these these ranked spears, these disciplined formations to stand any chance at all. Um, yeah. Pikes, yes, please. Crocodile Games do a very nice anvil as well. So if you are a salamanders player looking for an objective, yeah, excellent. So it's quite a specific one there to recommend. But, yeah, yeah um, it's pretty specific, true. dude. <laughs> yeah. It is. Right. Lastly. Uh, on Thursdays, uh, and before we take a quick break, um, partly to get refreshments and partly because if we've completely ballsed up 
this recording. It doesn't ruin everything. Yeah. Um, it is <laughs> Firelock into games. Firelock games. So, well, what more do we need to say than pirates, really? Yeah, so 17th century, 18th century, something like that, around that time. The Age of Pirates um, is a skir- it's a skirmish game called Blood and Plunder. And if you've listened to us at all, you will know that every time we come across this webpage, every time that these guys post something, Dan and I sit there drooling like kids in a sweet shop, um, desperately trying to find excuses as to why we don't need an entire um, fleet of... A twenty-eight mil scale frigates with a company <laughs> cruise because <Yeah, absolutely. laughs> they do that. They do everything from um, you know the the Indian fighters from the you know North America to red coats to pirates, um, and they do lots of ships now. I mean, when it first came out, it was a few ships. Now, <clears throat> now there's there's a number. So there's a six-rate frigate. Which I just absolutely love, Dan. I can't, I can't look at this page for too long. There's a galleon. <laughs> to be honest, for me, it's more about, um, I, I really like the look of Oak and Iron, which is their smaller scale game. Yeah. Yeah. Their naval, naval game. Warfare. Now it's set. So my area of, uh, interest is, is more around Trafalgar and it's set a little bit before that at yep. the moment. Whether there's going to be expansion for that, I don't know, but it does look very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's a Corvette. There's this, this ships. I don't even know how they sail looking at the way their sails are arranged. A Tartana. There's a brigantine, there's frigates, sloops, there's there's all sorts of ships and there's all sorts of of um, skirmish models. And like Dan said, there's there is a game just for naval warfare. Um, so if you're into that period, and yeah, have a look because it's lovely stuff. And I've watched the demo videos and it plays well too. Really like the way it looks. So there we go. Um, should we take a short break, Dan, to go and grab some? Refreshments? <clears throat> oh. Yeah. Um, because I'm reading things such as Oak and Iron, Blackbeard's Revenge. Oak and Iron, Gentlemen of Fortune. Oak and Iron, Men of War. The, even the names of these expansions make me want to buy them. Let's, let's do something else a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, um, we will catch you when we, we do a we, well, in the next roundup, which is Fridays from a while ago. <laughs> Professional. Hello, and welcome to part two. And we are going to... Um get stuck straight in because we've just seen that the first part took us half an hour which is really we're going to be here all night i'm going to have to have a bit of a um, moment a minute I'd, i'm going to do an old man thing i'm sorry but it really annoys me when you go to a website and the first thing that happens is it pops up and says join our mailing list no give yeah, me a chance to it's... decide whether i want to be part of your mailing list first please Ah, completely irrelevant but just okay. sticking it out there. 
Right. Um, so, um, first one up is Matt by Mars. Um, some really cool stuff on here. Yes. Um, what I really like about this is that it, it, down the side, like I mentioned before, it, it has the games. So Infinity Mats, Malifaux Mats, Space Mats, War Machine Horde Mats, Batman Mats, Fantasy Football Mats, which are really nice. Yes. Um, they've got like the pit, pits down the side and everything. If you're into Blood Bowl, just go look. Gasland mats, which I just love because they've got like little roads on and everything. Um, and they've got a new project coming out, which I was really intrigued by the stick on neoprene bases. Um, which I have to say, I, I think that that's pretty cool. Uh, now, you said that then, but I, when I looked, and I, I'm going to sort of talk slowly while I try and confirm that I'm right. I don't think they are neoprene. Don't you? I think they're just... Well, it says simply peel the pre-cut inserts off the transfer sheet and apply. Oh, okay. I thought they were neoprene. No. I'm I'm wrong then. Sorry, guys. Well, I only sort of queried it because I thought that would be a bit odd. Um, But um, they still look cool. It doesn't make a difference. They they do look very cool. I just wanted to quickly flip mm. back to what you were saying. Uh, oh, the football mats, the fantasy, the blood bowl mats, right? What I think is really yeah. cool, and if you play blood bowl, like when you play blood bowl, the um, the dugout bit is flipping huge, <laughs> and and actually, yeah. you think oh, blood bowl, just get out the board and play in a small space, and that's just a lie, um, and you end up taking up loads of room so i really like the way these are a little bit more condensed um and you can change yeah. the alignment so if you click on one to go in and have a look at it um and they do loads of them it's like a forgotten temple so you can decide to have the the dugouts and stuff down the the side or you can put them behind the end zones um or, or sorry Look at it. Just go and have a look. <laughs> it makes more sense. Yeah. Um, it, the, you have the dugouts orientated, so you can either play it so you're playing from the side or playing from the end yeah, zones. Yeah. Um, so everything's pointed towards you. That's what you mean. Yeah. So, yeah. They are very, very good. Um, so, yeah, definitely. And they would fit on my um, dining room table. I've measured it. Yeah, which is important. <laughs> yeah. Next up, um, sorry to push on, guys, but I, and I'm, I'm going to stop saying sorry soon, but. The next one is Gaddis Gaming, G-A-D-D-I-S Gaming. Um, they got a few things on here that I thought were really cool. Product number one is a table topper to sit on the side of your table with a cup holder and a dice box. Um, they've got some 28mm World War II miniatures, which are pretty cool. Had a little rumble, little look through them. I quite like, quite like them. Some nice details on those. Not very good pictures though. Really, challenging to get to grips with the pictures um and in fact their web page i've just found is is not not working for that link which is a bit of a shame oh found them no anyway uh, and finally the thing that i thought was really cool is their guards universal rules system which i think is a really cool idea um called the Gaddis Universal Assembly Rules Data System, which allows you to play with any miniatures to do whatever you want, um, which I think is a, is a pretty cool idea, actually. Um, 
because we've all got a collection of miniatures we don't know what to do with. Um, so that allows you to sort of really crack on and, and mess around. Next up, Gale Force 9. Oh, did you have anything to add on Gaddis, dude, before I move on? <coughs> no, mate, I think you covered it. Um, you covered it fairly well. Um, yeah, so Gale Force 9. Gale Force 9, when I first came across them, which is a bloody long time ago, <laughs> um, just seemed, as far as I was aware, to sell um, tools, which they still do. Um, I still use my Gale Force 9 um, uh, files, the diamond files. I, I, they're really tiny ones, and I use them all the time, and um, they're still going after literally 15 years. So um, their tools get my my vote. They've got loads of cool games. Um, Star Trek Ascendancy, Doctor Who, Dune, Firefly, Spartacus, Family Guy, and they do sort of add-on-y stuff to Dungeons & Dragons and some miniatures as well. Um, what I particularly liked is their scenery yeah. range. Um, yeah. Pretty cool. Loads of stuff in there. Pre-painted. Um, World of Tanks. Yeah, pre-painted as well. So it's literally out of the box. Put it on and the I've table. had a chance to see uh, some of this in the flesh, and I would say it's it's perfectly fine for out of the box on the table. And also, it's a really good base for if you want to add you know, a bit of uh, tufts or a bit of snow or a little bit of weathering powder. You know, basically the, the rubbishy away. bit is done for you. Well, you have to base get yeah, away. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, they're, they're kind of, they're an old, old granddaddy of wargaming is Gale Force 9. So, um, can't go really, really wrong by having a browse of their website. Um, Battle Foam. Battle Foam. When I... The first thing that used to come into my head whenever anyone said storage and, and transport, it was Battle Foam. Um, which sounds like a sale pitch, doesn't it? it? Does. Like one of those those kind of TV infomercials. But it, it, it genuinely was. Um, and still is to some extent. But I think the thing that I love about Battle Foam is that they are on it when it comes to creating foam for new products. So if a box game comes out or a new product comes out, it's not long before there is a battle foam thing to carry around your Marvel Crisis Protocol core set. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for example. Yeah. Um, or your X-Wing um, Tantive 5 ship. You know, there's so many options in there. You, you, you just have to have a look. Again, love the way the website's set out. It's it's set out into shot by game and shot by this and shot by that. So it it didn't take me long to find what I was looking for. They do a number of different bags, hard cases, and magna racks. I think it's really important that magna racks are um, available by storage companies and transport companies because I think for a lot of people that is their solution now, um, and it, it may become more so. What is cool about these guys is that because they cut foam to fit models, actually some a lot of the problems that come with, with storing models in foam are, are kind of negated, as it were. So there's gaps for the spears rather than have, have them sort of lying over the top of the foam tray. They fit. They don't get broken. So excellent yeah. company. And there's a Battle Foam, U, Battle foam UK, Battle foam US. So wherever you are in the world, 
it's there and there's a, there's an Adepticon sale. So I I think I'm going to jump in on Battlefront just because again it's one I've actually got personal experience of. So the thing that I really like that they do, uh, and you already touched on it, but it's the um the foam for specific box sets. So I yeah. have the one for Space Hulk. So everything for Space Hulk built, painted fits in the box i've got the one for Dreadfleet, exactly the same i've got the one for silver tower exactly the same so all of those boxes are up above me on the shelf um they sit slightly above um just from a space perspective but i really like that and i i've been umming and ahhing probably going to get the one for wings of vengeance as well that they've just done um uh, can i just butt in and and um explain what you mean by this sit slightly above so you can't close the box completely like you used to be able to so they're slightly deeper than the original yeah, box yeah so people clar- clarify that um i like them well I've, i like yours really do love them i think it works really well and it's nice because it gives you like a, a contained game yeah it's kind of the storage solution i've been asking for from games workshop mm. I know that sounds daft, but when you release a product, when they release as many products as they do, there doesn't seem to be any thought at all put onto how a collector is going to store these things. So the number of the different dice boxes, I know the dice boxes have changed, I've whinged about that before, <laughs> but the fact that the Necromunda tiles are now in three separate sizes is incredible, um, and none of them, only the first ones fit in the Necromunda box. You know, it's it's frustrating, but these guys produce a product so that if I, you know, have a box set, I can have my stuff in my box set stored nice and easily. So I think it's a really good product. The next, the next one, neither Dan nor I had come across, and we we really really like it. Arena Rex. Um, so there's it's a Greek themed or what? Well, no, not just Greek themed. It's another one of those classical. Um, in a classical fantasy, so for fantasy, the classical themes, um, and the the models are wondrous, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely fantastic. Um, I think my my standout for these guys um, might be different from uh, for Dan's, but um, I think because I think you like the horse a lot. I don't you, I just felt. The the sculpt on that horse was just incredible. Yeah, I I I think this whoever they've got doing it has really got a sense of power and a natural movement. Um, that's my feeling about it. The, I'm trying to find the one particularly that I liked. Oh, here it is. So the Heleniki starters kit has got um a bare-chested sort of um, guy who looks like the dude from Gods. I don't know if you ever played Gods, um, like the platform platform game. Really, really old. We're talking like 90s, early 90s. Um, And he's got his spear braced and his shield on his back. Oh, he just looks... And his cloak's whipping under his legs. Dude, you need to go and look at Septimus under Ludus Magnus. I know we said we would like move on, but the honestly, guys, you've got to go and have a look. And Nero under the same thing. 
So the the gladiator with him on the top. So Nero is the bull, and oh, that is one fabulous miniature. (laughs) (laughs) So he it's a it's a gladiator style character riding a bull, and it's he's pulled its head right down, so it looks like it's about to handbrake turn. It's um, oh, that is fabulous, isn't it? Yes. So and there's also just beasts, you know, if you're interested in just just beasts with nothing. There's cats and there's bears and there's there's various other things in there. Um, what can I say? Just go go and have a look at that. It almost doesn't matter what the game's like, to be honest. You know, I I collect it just for the models. Um, really wonder wonderful stuff yep. there. Yeah, really good. Knuckle Duster. <laughs> I enjoyed these too. So another sort of fantasy, science fiction-y, Western sort of game. Um, or just Western, actually. So, no, I've got it wrong. It's just Western. So there's gunslingers. There's, oh, there's guys with rifles. There's guys with, like, cloak, like big duster coats. There's a guy called Doc Skurlock. Um, yeah. Really, really. They wicked. do forty mil gunfighters as well, well, don't they? They do. Yeah, they do. Um, so if, yeah, sorry for the confusion at the start. But if if you're into historic um, stuff from the gunslinging age of America, then uh, I haven't seen any better than these. Um, there's a range there as well. So there's there's one there's ones that are slightly older, and there's some some new n- newer ones out as well. Um, and they've also got a model railroad, which I'm trying to keep down away from. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got time for that now. Too many models to paint. No. So they're, they're very good. Very interesting. Um, yeah, a particular fan of like Dr. Skurlock. I, I really liked him. Do you ever, you've, you've watched Tombstone with me, haven't you? Yes. I love Tombstone. The film of one-liners. You're too drugged to fight, Doc. Well, that's okay. I got two guns, one for the both of you. <laughs> I I remember sitting in your parents' house watching that and being like, <gasps> "It's also we at the same." It was in the same sitting that we watched Last of the Mohicans together. Oh, mate, Last of the Mohicans. Yeah. Oh, such a good film. Right, so, um, Gorgon Miniatures, another historical company, and they produce, um, a really wide range of odd models. And I don't mean odd <laughs> as in odd looking. I mean odd as in from odd eras, which is really cool. So there's stuff like, um, from, from eras that you, you, you may not have even heard of, really. Um, but they do some, uh, you know, a lot of the standard stuff as well. So they do a, a North Norse range. Um, Hobgoblins. Quite a little bit of sort of fa- fantasy thing on this. I think the Norse range is quite a lot based on um, the Vikings TV series, which has not got very much to do with Vikings, if I'm being Uh-oh. completely honest. Quick, they also have on. excellent... <laughs> <laughs> they also have an, another excellent range of um of uh, uh old west stuff 
their World War Two stuff is very yes, good, actually. Yeah. Um, so I was having a good old look at those alternative sculpts for, um, you know, f- to go with um, bolt action. So yeah, really quite cool. And it looks like it's expanding. And that, and the, there's a few others in there as well. But the the ancients, I think, caught my the illustration. You just a uh, Etruscans. Can't even pronounce it. I'd never even heard of them. Um, I had to Google who they were. So, um, and that's where they they kind of started off. Apparently, unfortunately, they don't have any images of them on the on online. Um, be nice to see them, what they actually look like. But it's got the word hoplite in, so it's probably going to be something I'd enjoy. <laughs> be completely honest. Uh, and finally, for this little section. Steve Jackson Games. Now, Steve Jackson Games. If you haven't played Munchkin, <laughs> what have you been doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is my is all I'm going to say. Um, wonderful games company. Not to be confused with the Steve Jackson who started Games Workshop. It's a different Steve Jackson. I was corrected on that this year. I was, I've always thought that they were the same person. Oh, pardon me, but they do a number of games, but really their their kind of mainstay game is Munchkin, and it is um it's huge Munchkin. There's so many different Munchkins. Munchkin got, Warhammer forty thousand now, isn't there? There is, yeah. There's unicorn Munchkins. There's well, there's just there's Munchkins for everything. So Munchkin is a card game. Sometimes it's a board game, but the board game is really just an augment of the card game. Um, realistically speaking, um, and it's just, it's fun. It's, it's really good. And it's a very reasonably priced product. Um, so I'm going to say it, just go out and buy Munchkin and play it and thank <laughs> me later. I've got Munchkin <laughs> Deluxe down here, which is uh, a board game version that might belong to Dan Wozzy actually, but I think there's a certain period of time that I've stored things for. They just become mine. So, um, that's nine. Statute of limitations. (laughs) (laughs) Right, guys, so we'll take another quick break and get a drink and, um, and then come back to section three. Okay, guys, so now we move on to what Ben's sharing on Saturday, uh, the 21st. So we kick this section off with Modifius. So you'll have heard us talk about Modifius before. Um, we're both big fans of their stuff, the quality of what they put out, uh, as well as what uh, games they cover. So um, the big one for Ben uh, is Fallout. I think that's right, isn't it, dude? Yeah, Fallout and Skyrim, yeah. 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 Oh yes, the Skyrim stuff. Oh my goodness, the Skyrim stuff that's coming out looks amazing. Mm. Um, I think Chris Goff has ordered all of it. <laughs> Got feeling. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Um, very, very excited about that. Um, oh goodness me, the list of stuff they do, guys, is is really huge. Lots of role playing stuff. Um, so Star Trek, Star Trek, Vampire the Masquerade, Conan. Um, 
are all examples of that. Cthulhu. We've already said they do Fallout. They, they now seem to be also doing an alien role-playing book, which I'm not, I not. I did struggle to see whether or not they they make that, or whether they're they're releasing it for for another you know for another writer. Um, but there mm. there is an alien role-play now, which fills me full of much much happiness. Um, there's yeah. Dishonored, the role-playing game. But what's really interesting about the, these guys is that these are big IPs. They're not little. Mm. You know, these are big, big IPs. I mean, let me just read through their sci-fi. <clears throat> Star Trek, Infinity, um, so role-playing game. Um, Dishonored, June, Alien, uh, Judge Dredd, uh, Elite Dangerous, uh, and then a bunch of others. Um, Fallout, Thunderbirds, Thunderbirds, Vampire the Masquerade. You know these are big, big names, and they're big, big names that have been trusted. You know to them to do do the do right by them. Um, so I, I think that says that says a lot to me. Um, really enjoy. Of... Sorry, dude. No, you crack in. Go on. I was just going to say, a lot of them as well have got quick start guides yeah. um, as a free PDF. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Which is really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in fact, I'm pretty sure when the, you can get the, all of the Fallout rules as free PDFs. Cool rules. So, um, yeah. Really, really cool. Uh, very much suggest that you go and have a look at Modifius because um, there will be something in there that that you love that has got a game. F- for me, the kind one of... that really, on, no, for you. really caught me actually by surprise is the Star Trek miniatures. Mm. Yeah, Dan. What you, what you... I was just going to say, their website makes me want... Well, it makes me consider putting some serious research into necromancy to prolong my life where <laughs> I've got time to play all this. Because, yeah. you know, it, it's just... Uh, oh, my gosh. Sorry. I'm just looking at the Call to Arms. Um, Elder Scrolls Call to Arms Stormcloak Hard Plastic Faction Starter. Oh, dear. I just don't need to see that stuff. Right. Yeah, go there. It's brilliant. <laughs> so um, next on our list is the Fifth Trooper, which is um, a <clears throat> sort of a blogging group, I suppose, um, slash podcasting group that do sell a couple of their own products. Um, it's very much Star Wars Legion based. Um, they sell sort of fat mat style gaming mats for the, those kind of environments, um, and they do um, a number of different podcasts. On, on that word too. So, if you're looking for that kind of stuff, um, into Star Wars Legion, give them a go. So then we've got Elric's hobbies. So um, lots of model bases, very cool model bases. Interestingly, some blank round model bases. Now let me have a quick look at those because oh no, they have got a bit of texture. I thought they might have been smooth because I know sometimes that's really useful. <clears throat> but they've got some nice styles of of bases and they look quite clean as well like yeah. you see some and they're not really round you know yeah or they're a bit messy so these 
these seem quite clean clean i like the lava ones definitely i was um, that quite noticed and quite liked the fact that there is um a say a terrain set for the shade spire game to fit on the on the hexes you know the broken hexes oh is there that's cool yeah so that's that, that is cool it's a shame they haven't done that's them for the others as well um missile silos yeah Oh yeah, they look good. Little stairs. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. So yes, they've got loads of different bases um, and a few other little neat terrain stuff to have a have a gander at. So um, I think basing is their main one, and I'm not surprised really. There's some lovely sets of that. Really, really nice. Next up, Mini Masterworks. Mini Masterworks. So this is well, essentially one product um, that is being pushed out, and I've got a feeling it was going to be launched at um, Adepticon. They've got some really cool people that seem to be helping them out or um, supporting them. Dave Taylor uh, is signed a copy of his book for them to, you know, auction off. Or for part of um, the Kickstarter, you've got that book, haven't Very you? Very good book. Yeah. Very good book. Um, Badger and Ga- Games and Gears and Creature Cast are also yeah. So anyway, basically what it is, and the best place to really get to grips with this is to go onto their their Twitter actually, because um, it's got pl- plenty of reviews. But it is a um, like a portable hobby desk or hobby sort of supply kit. Um, sort of supply, hobby storage thing for your paints and your and your brushes and that that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, the people who have reviewed it re- really, really sort of speak very highly of it, which is um, which is cool. So um, it's not out yet, but it's certainly if you're a if you're the sort of person who um, is out and about, then you know. I'd have I'd have a think about um, picking one up. I can think of a few people who paint in caravans when they're out doing um, dog agility shows and that kind of stuff. But this would be really useful, <laughs> <coughs> Ross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a very very specific uh, <laughs> shout out, out yeah. on that one. So, uh, following on from them, we've got Anvil Eight. Uh, so Anvil 8 produced a couple of uh, RPGs um, and um, and board games. So let's have a look. What does it say? Ethereum. Yeah, so, so this looks it's very kind of it's interesting. Carbon yeah. style. It does. It? Yeah. So Ethereum is um, it's their world that they've created, and they do a couple of games first. But basically, it's um, it's it's kind of an other world that people are living in. Um, like a digital world, <clears throat> so they're, they're kind of living more and more in this world. It's a digital landscape, as it were. But um, the real world is is horrible. Um, it seems a bit like um, the Matrix. Ready Player One is the one that really sort of. Did you, ever, did you ever watch Ready Player One or read Ready Player One? Well, if you have, it, it seems a bit familiar to that. What I like about this is the gameplay sounds like. You use the um, the like programs and stuff to 
to achieve things within the game. So you're kind of manipulating the world. So very altered carbon, um, where your 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 consciousness is in a landscape, and the more depth you are, the, the more p- powerful your mind is in altered carbon. You, you know, the, the more control you have over those programs, those environments. Seems to be a very similar thing in here, and you've got different characters who can achieve different things in the game. There's the there's the board game, um, and there's the role playing game. And uh, I think it's it's quite interesting. Oh, pardon me, guys, it's a bit late. Um, it looks quite interesting, and I really love the artwork for it. Um, it's beautiful, really beautiful. So, um, I always think role playing games are off to a winning start if they've got good artwork. To try and mm. explain what they're trying to get across, um, the picture sort of says a thousand words and all that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I'm late. I'm late. Um, the Wargaming Company. So these guys, a couple of bits stand out bits for me. Their logo. Um, I have to bring up their logo. It's a penguin in a Napoleon <laughs> suit. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I, I like they've got some cool bits for scenery. Yeah. So not only are they a stockist of the knock line of stuff, um, but they've got some really cool little resin houses. Yeah. Um, the Henry house looks ace. The the so small scale recommended for use for six mil yeah. or ten mil. It looks really nice. It does, and it's like two dollars. Is it two dollars? Yeah. That's ridiculous. They um, so yeah, they've got painting guides as well on there for ten millimeters, and which I don't think I've ever seen a painting guide for ten millimeters, but they they have one, um, and that's free, so it's worth looking at. They they are also um reviewed and I think distribute um the teddy bear mat. Oh um, yeah, um, which is which is really cool. I I very much wanted a teddy bear mat. Uh, I'm gonna have to explain that really. So teddy, teddy bear mat is um is teddy bear fur, um and the they they distribute the killing field battle mat, which is like uh I think probably as good as you're gonna get really. A lot of people try and make these, but um I've read while looking at this site their review and a couple of other reviews of it, um and it looks like long grass. Now it works really well for larger scale models. But actually, I think they've played Flames of War on this one in the in one of the reviews, and he and he thought it worked really well for that. So, you know, in that case, it's tanks with sort of grass up to their armpits. <laughs> um, but it does look good and it's really realistic. Um, <laughs> so yeah, teddy bear fur mat. I really, must, I bet they take up a lot of room though, Dan. I'd be willing to give it. It's the not my thing. I, you know, I, I just. I, I think I just come down on the side that says the convenience and practicality, of, yeah, I know, and the practicality of the fat mat or or, or the the neoprene mats um, is just my preferred go to. I wonder if it would work as well with plastic models as it would with metal ones as well. Mm. Definitely worth doing for some, I think for something like Lord of the Rings, it would work great for like Rohan. Like yeah, I, I think probably. In patches, yeah. Um, but yeah, but we'll say a war game company looks like a one-stop shop for small-scale, um, small-scale historics. Well worth a look, I think. 
they've obviously got a sense of humor if they've got a penguin as their logo um and anyone with a sense of humor is is likely to um be worth having a look at really yeah yeah next up is siege studios siege studios are a professional miniature painting service and they're they're very 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 good um it's very difficult to get across um, miniature painting studios over a podcast. The best, the, the, you're just going to have to go and have a look because the quality is fantastic. What we can talk about is the sort of services they offer. So they do a range of different levels of painting um, and they do building and cleaning and conversions and that kind of stuff. Um, you have to Go and have a look at the different levels, but they, they've broken them down from um, bronze, uh, silver, gold, and then platinum. So four different levels. Um, bronze, for their basic, is 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 really good. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's really very good. Um, and they guarantee like certain things, like smooth finish. Um, there'll be edge highlighting on your bronze one, just to give you an idea of where that's at. Um, but you, you have to go and have a look, really, realistically, to, to know what you're getting. Um, I, I'm considering painting studios more and more as my ever-growing collection gets bigger and bigger, just to keep up with it. Well, they've been kind enough to um, offer to come on uh, and chat to us, and I really want to take up that offer yeah. um, at some point, because I've dabbled, as you know, with... Um, painting services before yeah and i don't know i i think the trouble with the trouble is i haven't quite committed to the idea of the cost to get it done properly yeah um and then i always end up a bit disappointed yeah um and because of the time factor you still spend quite a lot of money for something that maybe is a bit disappointing Whereas, you know, I've never sieged. I, the stuff I see that they do is just fantastic. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, we'll, but, we are having, well, both Dan and I at the moment are key workers for COVID. So, fitting things in is becoming challenging and will become even more challenging. But we will try and get those guys on sooner rather than later. Yeah. Next. So, go on, you do it. No, you do it. <laughs> tagged events. Um, tagged events produce a range of products for your events. I think originally they just started off by making um, US Army style dog tags for events and um, and have gone on from there. Uh, have a look at their pictures. This is really cool. I'd be proper chuffed if I turned up to an event and, and this was my participation pack. Um, well, just for example, this one has got um, a dog tag, a patch, um, transfer sheets, um, little gaming cards, tokens. Um, there's a like a one of those neoprene um, dice trays. There's a dice bag. Yeah, loads of stuff in there. Um, I would be very, very chuffed if I got that as or any of those products as, as an event pack. So, if you're thinking of running an event, <clears throat> have a have a look at them. 
and see what they offer. Yep. So next up is Steamforge. So Steamforge is a really high quality um, company, in my opinion. Um, they make Guild Ball. It's probably the thing that they are most well known for. Yeah. Um, but they also make um, God Tier as well. Yeah. Uh, which is <clears throat> another game which is set on a defined playing area um, and comes with uh, pre-coloured, so just a single colour, plastic um, miniatures that are already built, I suppose. is is I don't know if they if they are one piece or, or they're already built, but they're very, very good if they are one piece. I, I know that. Um, and, it, it's, you know, it's a kind of... You can play it. You don't have to paint the miniatures, um, much like Guildball. Really, the stuff's great. Really good quality. Well worth a look at, particularly if you are like us, trying to explore games that are maybe a little bit quicker, yeah. take up a little bit, little bit less space, um, <clears throat> less demanding on time for painting. You know, there's a reason that the game's done really well because uh, it's really good fun. Yeah, I think the thing I'm most excited about with these guys at the moment is the uh, Animal Adventures. Oh, right. Uh, so th- th- they're um, like Dungeons and Dragons with dogs and cats. <laughs> you know, so oh, they're, they're just... I've been really looking at them for, for the kids. Dungeons and Doggies. Yeah, Dungeons and Doggies. Sold out, that is. Yeah, it's it's really popular, mate. Um, and I'm not surprised why it, it's... It's got a lovely kind of style to it. It's universal appeal, I think is the way to describe it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, unless you're the real hard-nosed, must-be-grim-dark kind of person, I think this is the sort of thing that I'd get my kids into role-playing-wise. Yeah. Cool. Um, that rounds off Section 3, doesn't it? It does indeed. We will... Uh... We will see you when we come back to chat about what came along on Sunday. Hi guys, I'm back and recharged after a Fox's chocolatey biscuit. Well, they're never good. Hell of a good. We ought to do a food one of these one day. Mm. (laughs) So first on our list for this section is Dwarven Forge. What can you say about Dwarven Forge? Oh my gosh. They've been around for such a long time and their products, well 20 years it says here, that, that doesn't surprise me at all. They're just... A fantastic, fantastic scenery company. Yeah. What they sell is modular resin. And by that, I mean scenery sets made out of bits that come, that are sculpted out of resins that you can, that you can reassemble in loads of different ways every time you, every time you play. And, um, well, the, the, the boards look fantastic. They're, they're they're kind of like what every role player wants to play role <laughs> their role playing game on. Is my is my feeling? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> it is worth 
checking out the castle, constructor castle, just yeah. because, really. Um, you it's know, amazing. I won't lie, it's not <laughs> cheap in any way, but it is amazing. Yeah, and that is worth saying. It is a premium product. There's cities, caverns, sewers, battlements. There's like stalagmite caves. There's the Dungeon of Doom. There's the castle. There's um, Hellscape, which is now under pledge. Um, there's there was a one with trees that I saw them. Yeah, yeah, that's doing. right. Doing. I don't know whether that's on its way or or is out now. Um, there's so much, and it is, it, it's worth a look. But, but nothing else, like the individual bits can be used for some things. You don't need to buy the whole set. But um, it is, um, like I said, what the ideal for, for role-playing. Having boxes of this ready to go, so you can play it out. Brilliant. Yeah, Absolutely oh, brilliant. it's just immense, isn't it? It really is good. Immense is such a good word. <laughs> it is, it's such a good word so let's move <clears> on to Norse Foundry then so um, I'll just open up the link for these guys to have a quick look Adventures and Adversaries now on Kickstarter so clearly got a Kickstarter underway got some pretty cool dice as well good place to go yeah. to have a look at some dice there's metal there's a metal dice there yep so the, the, the kind of primary thing is the dice and gaming aids um they do it out of stone, gemstone, aluminium, steel. You know, there's there's some called the boulder. <laughs> it's a 45. I used to have um, a set of metal dice. Do you remember when we used to role play? Yeah. They're really yeah. heavy. And <laughs> Alexander got... used to be worried I'd dent his table, I think. Well, the thing I really like here that is unique, I don't think I've seen anywhere else, is the RPG coins. So... Uh, it's on the right at the top. If you click on that, they do different sets of of coins that fit with different periods. Um, so there's orc and goblin metal coins. There's pirate doubloons. There's you know elven coins. Oh, they are just wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Some nice dice trays as well. Yeah, yeah, really, really cool stuff. So just to augment your game, really. Yeah. Oh, and it's smart as well. It's exactly the sort of thing that I would be into. Like, like these dice trays have got a bit where you put your dice and then you pick them up and roll them in the middle. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Good. Very nice. Ooh. Dwarven coins. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's good, isn't it? Oh, and they're not, they're not expensive either. No, they're not. They're really good. Oh. Yeah. Oh. They're nice, aren't they? Oh. They're the sort of thing that you could get for objective markers or um, keeping track of things in game. I'd be tempted to have my own in-house currency. So, like, if you come to my house, you've got to buy stuff with these dwarven coins. <laughs> 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 They're Oh, it's great when you find little sites like that, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Right then, let's really go and have a special. look at what James Tools does then. Everything. Oh yes, so they do. Every tool that I could possibly ever want or imagine. Oh, a is stainless on the side. steel funnel. Syringes. 
saw blades, wood carving sets, clamps, God knows how many different kinds of cutting tools, siling and fa- filing and sanding, siling and fanding, <laughs> <laughs> filing and sanding. Um, there's like eight, nine, ten different sets of. Uh, there's a fiberglass scratch pen, which I've never saw, seen on sale anywhere else, but Marcus has got one of those. They're really interesting. So basically, it's it's a bundle of fiberglass, and you can rub it on like a pencil, and it and it um, files the surface for really difficult to get to places where you can't get to them from the sides. All right. If you see what I mean, yeah. So if you need to come at it from like the top, it works. It works really well. It, um, what it does do is shard off and cause splinters, so it's sensible to wear gloves while you're using it. Um, but really, really cool product that is. And there's, there's a section called Picks and Probes that worries me. <laughs> yeah, it's not a, a Empress Children page, dude. Don't worry, it's for sculpting. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the cool things in here that I really liked, and where was it? Cut, I think it's in Cutting Tools. Um, Yes, the sprue cutting tweezers. I've never seen them before, but I thought they were quite cool for really delicate stuff off a sprue. Okay, hang on, I'm just trying to load it up. Do, 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 do. Oh, hmm, yeah, strange, isn't it? I've never seen that before, but no. I can I can imagine exactly how that would work for like real, you know, fine stuff. Anyway, realistically, if you're in America, these these guys probably do ship to Britain, but this it's an American site. If you're in America, they've got every conceivable tool you could possibly imagine. Yeah, <laughs> there's um, I everyone that I was thought of like the um, opposite action tw- um, cross action tweezers. Hey, um, I haven't seen those. Everything I just was going through my head. Oh, how about this? How about this? Found them all, all on there. Um, it's a brilliant, fantastic cool. website for tools. Very cool. Gripping Beast. <laughs> Gripping Beast um, are a company that have that make historical models, and they have been doing it for as long as I can possibly remember. Um, and they have some corking, corking models. It's based on the yelling design of art called the Grip you know, Gripping Beast is one of the sort of design stars of Norse, so as as such, realistically most of their product is saga based. Um so sort of early medieval. And there's loads of that. But they also do um bunch of the other saga stuff, so Age of Crusades, um There's a Arthur, fantasy one, isn't there? Yeah, the Age of Magic they're doing that too. Um, but they've they've got a few sci-fi things, a few war machines, other and other things like that. But realistically, it's when you click on the Dark Age section that you really it comes alive. So um, there's everything in there. I could, I, I, so many so many products, so many products. Um, yeah, yeah, if you, if you're into historical, you have got to go and have a look. Yeah. It's quite a good way as well if you're. If you've not really explored historical wargaming, um, particularly, um, and you want to give it a go, you don't need loads of models, um, because it's all like a warband system, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Sorry, just getting a drink. Um, 
It is sagas. You could probably get a warband out of a twenty-two quid box without any trouble at all, and that would do you. Yeah. <clears throat> and you could augment that with you know, a couple of metal sets just for some cooler models in there. What's interesting is gri- the Gripping Beast plastics are the same as the Warlord plastics. Um, so the Warlord effectively just rebox this product and sell it. Um, or I think they might have actually bought the rights to sell it themselves. Um, but if you bought the Saxon Thanes from Gripping Beast and the Saxon Thanes from Warlord, exactly the same. They do some cool, like, women and children as well. So, like, if you're looking for civilians. Yeah, yeah. I think civilians is something that a lot of companies miss out, and they can add quite a lot to a game, actually. You know, trying to protect them, for example, you know, it, it makes a it can make a big difference yeah. to gameplay. Yeah, it's a great company. Loads of loads of models on there. That I think the one that stood out for me was um, the Huskars from the um, Dark Ages from the Anglo Danish. Yeah. Really like those, but then that's the character I portray in, in reenactment. So it's always likely to catch my eye. <laughs> I'm actually somewhat convinced that what you give across as your normal everyday life is your enactment. Um, <laughs> and you what? are truly the Viking that you, <laughs> you are. Actors. Mm. I sit around on my ass too much nowadays to be a Viking. <laughs> My job is very sedentary, just sitting at a desk, and, which is a shame. Um, I wish it was a bit more active. Right, so Griffin Beast, historical wargaming, go, go, go. Um, next up, Weird Games. Weird Games produce um, Malifaux. And again, if you haven't heard about Malifaux, where have you been? Um they probably, for a period of time, they were producing better plastics than Games Workshop, in my opinion. Um, bit fiddly and flimsy, um, but then <coughs> Games Workshop have kind of moved down that way now. Um, Malifaux is a skirmish game, loads of like character to it. Um, what I'm really liking on here is the terrain sets called Weirdscapes that are coming out which 28mm kind of weird quirky villi- oh so good really really is do you know this is another website I've been looking now for a little bit I still haven't found a picture of a miniature yes no it is uh, the only the only place that you can easily get to um, is the it's the terrain. That's the only one I could easily find. And in, in you have to go down then to the bottom and click on terrain under our products. Yeah. It is funny how hard some of these stores are to actually find pictures of models. Well, yeah, particularly as it's a miniatures game, you know? Yeah. But anyway, I've heard very good things. I've never actually played it, uh, I'm sorry to say. But um, I have heard good things, and as you say, there were some fantastic miniatures. Really good. Um, mm. So, what have we got here, dude? Lost Battalion Games. 
Yes. So Lost Battalion Games is quite interesting. They're an American-based company who um, who pride themselves on high-quality board games. Um, so their card stock is meant to be quite, you know, is a good has a good reputation. And that's always difficult when you're looking at these games because um, it's the the one that seems to come up a lot when I've been researching them is Sergeants. Yeah, it's on its seventy fifth commemorative edition, which has got to do with D Day. Um, and there's a few kind of miniatures in there as sort of gaming tokens, but um, it's a game which is basically card. And when you look at a game like that, I I always sit there and think, oh well, what if the card stock is crap? Um, because if the card stock is crap, it it um, it's not going to last. And this one isn't is a board where you put it together. You kind of build build the board as it comes together. Um, but You've actually, got it's mixed up. You've got Sergeant's miniature game and Sergeant's board game. Yeah, two different ways of doing it. So what? What I found, look, you know, when I was researching them, everyone said the card stock was really good. It was some, it was sort of a thing that came up a lot, um, and that the quality of the product was good. So it's it's very reassuring. Actually, the little pewter models that come for the with the game are really quite cute. They're they very pre-painted. Do they? Oh. Well, if that's their pre-painted, that's really good, isn't it? Oh. So yes, they, that that's um. And they do a number of games, so it's not it's not just that one. There's Enemy in Sight, um, there's Brawling Battleships, Rally Around the Flag as well. Um, they're all kind of historical kind of board games, um, card games and board games. Um, but worth, worth a look. Worth a look, definitely. And finally, for this little section, is Xenomorphic Press. Now, they sell rare art prints that you struggle to find other way in other places and yeah uh, yes they do um there's some really crazy stuff in here um for example this one is a black sabbath reprint of a of a of a poster um which i reckon you'd find really really hard to get hold of um but they they do um loads of sections down the side there's a whole section on Batman. That can't be bad. They're all the Joker, though. That's a shame. Um, but yeah, there's loads in there. Um, and it changes. I mean, it's changed since I looked at it the other day. So what they've got in stock is what they've got in stock. Um, but there's, you know, the art, art's there for people who want it up on their wall. Mm. Cool. So that rounds out Sunday uh, so we'll be back shortly to talk about what we uh, what we put onto Twitter on Monday the 23rd hi guys and welcome back um, on to the next section. And we're going to kick it off with TT Combat. So TT Combat are a local company to me, based just down the road in Fradden, Indian Queens, um, in Cornwall. And they, they've they just come on so much since we interviewed them um, 
a little while ago. Oh, God, that was a little while ago. Now we've been doing this for such a long time, Dan. No, it's it's a different company, really, from when, <laughs> from when yeah. we interviewed them, isn't it? And when when we interviewed them, it was um it was an MDF company, and it was an MDF company that I thought was about about as much the muchness with other MDF companies around there. Now I think they're a standout MDF company, um, and they also produce they they produce miniatures for and sell miniature games in their own right. So there's the Drop Fleet Drop Zone um, series, which is base battles and small-scale um, uh, sort of epic-scale combat. There's Rumble Slam, which is a very popular game, actually, um, which is daft as a brush. It's a, a wrestling game with a quirky range of wrestling miniatures. Um, which is, they're, they're definitely interesting. <laughs> it's like or- orcs and all sorts Carnival, um, and when I was there, they had a Carnival board set up. So that's sort of Venetian streets sort of game, um, with some great models in there, like the the, the Doctor's gang and the Black Lamp. Uh, the Doctor's gang gang's got like a guy with one of those beak masks. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Really like Carnival. So, um, but other than that, I mean, what they really do stand out for me is their MDF. Really, really nice stuff. Really reasonably priced. Um, this, God, God damn this! There's stuff I haven't seen since I last came on here. So <laughs> there's loads. Food stalls, shopping centres. Um, there's a massive, massive building, which I think is when they really kicked off for um, um, done for Batman. Yeah. Will that be in city streets? Um, <clears throat> it's it's absolutely vast. I don't even know if they still do it. Atlas Building, I think it was called. I can't find it now, but I mean it's whopping. It's like a a, a table in its own right. Um, you could play a whole game of of guys fighting up 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 the building itself. There it is, Galaxy Building. 250 quid's worth of MDF. That gives you an idea of how big it is. <laughs> Especially for a company that's reasonably priced. It's got like glass atrium windowed front. It's just it's amazing. It really is. It's an astonishing thing. So, yeah. Worth a look. TT Combat. Fantastic company for MDF and um, quirky little games. I, um, I've done something very foolish and started flicking through the Drop Zone Commander and Drop Fleet Commander sections. Oh, yeah. You, you liked that when you played it before. Yeah. Yeah. I had a huge UCM army and I sold it once, but a lot. You have a ha- habit of doing that, though. I know, and I've spoken about it on the podcast before. I, you, I think there's something really good to be said for having a bit of a clear out. Um, but you have to be so careful that you don't end up really Regretting angry it. at yourself. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's I... all we're here to talk about right now. Um, we are here now to talk about Winged Hussar Publishing. So let's go and have a look and see what Winged Hussar Publishing are all about. Effectively, they publish books um, and some rules, but generally historical books focused around medieval um eastern europe so if um you are 
into historical gaming and you want to have some more information about that era, then um, this is the place to come, realistically. Um, Because it can be quite hard to get some of this sort of quirky historical stuff. Um, Background books. So anyway, there there it is. It's very, very specific. Um, But you know, for that, 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 that you know, if you're into that kind of thing, it, it's it's a wonderful little resource, actually. Uh, next on our list is Unipolar Games, which is interesting little site I found. So this seems to be a lot of flat two D terrain, is it? Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, um, um, there's a little uh, dice trap thing, which. It made me think of you and your your dice box issue. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, so this is this is for your sort of um, war machine. War machine. Kind of, yeah, two dimensional terrain. So rather than actually having a three dimensional forest, you would put on a neoprene sort of forest marker, as it were, and then when your models were in there or trying to shoot across it. You know, you you would you would obey it as as if it were trees. Um, I've never, I don't know, I've never seen them sold anywhere else. But then that's because I don't play War Machine. I think more than anything, so I wouldn't know where to look. But oh. if you're looking for that kind of stuff, then that's the place to go. They also do a number of other little things like um, t-shirts and uh, they seem to sell a lot of twisted stuff. But hmm. I don't I don't know if they sell the game twisted. But I couldn't find that. Anyway, so yeah, great. If you're into into War Machine, that's a place to go to look for your some scenery. So Secret Weapon Miniatures now. So I know Secret Weapon mainly because of their paints. Yep. Um, but they do bases and they do skulls and they do walls and plants and all sorts of gubbins. They're, these are definitely a good one to have a look around if you like, you know, adding that bit extra to your miniatures. A sack of corpses. Nice. Yep. Sack of skulls. 2.5 grams of loose cast resin skulls. Should we move on before you buy five of those? But each bag <laughs> contains an average of 50 skulls. Oh, goodness. <laughs> For $10. Now, obviously... I know Game Switch would do the bag of skulls, but I hate doing the mould lines on those skulls, honestly. And, like, the thing is, I don't use one or two skulls. I've got a base here for a bloodthirster that's got about, I think it's 67. And the other bloodthirster I did had 133. So, it's a lot of mould lines, isn't it? Yeah, yes, it is a lot of mould lines, yeah. Yeah, those are cool. So, they do skulls. Got a bit focused there. Human skeletons, buffalo I, skeleton. I liked the, these guys for their. Or use I've always used their weathering products. Um, they were the first ones I went to. So weathering powders and pigments and that kind of stuff. They were the ones I went to um, first. Um, they do like the basing packs that has everything you need in the pack to do a base, which I quite like. Um, they, like Dan said, they do loads of little things like shell casings and all sorts of whatnots. What I'm really interested in is their Kickstarter, Dan. 
So the HD Bases by Secret Weapon is kickstarting this month. It's already made it. It's not a sticker. It's a 3D printed base. Um, and it's a 3D printed base that is then painted. And if the example photos that they have are even remotely close to the end product, these are going to be a game changer for a lot of people. Um, How do I find that then? Uh, I will throw you the link now. Oh, it's at the top of the page. So the only thing I can think of is that I hope that you can choose what base that they're printed onto because it starts with a plastic blank base. Um, uh, and it would be nice if you could have it onto like Games Workshop bases or, or Infinity bases or whatever. Um, but the, the examples they've got here are like an Infinity style base with like circuitry and electrical stuff. There's a Blackstone Fortress style base. There's like a mosaic kind of base, which is just beautiful. The Blackstone Fortress one is fantastic. Um, cobblestones. I, like I said, if if it's anything like the picture, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. I'll probably buy the Blackstone ones. Yeah, yeah, just they're for very ease. good. Fractal black theme, yeah, really are. So basically, my my kind of um, summary of secret weapon is: if you're looking for that secret weapon to make your miniature <laughs> look a little bit better, oh, oh comedy <laughs> genius! <laughs> no, but seriously, if if you're having a look for sort of cool, unique stuff to put in your hobby box to add that little bit extra to your models, it's definitely a place to have a look through because you will find things in there that give you ideas, let alone finding things to you know, bring your ideas to life, you're likely to find something in here and be like, that would be really cool. Um, so worth having on your bookmarks. Sea Dog, Dog Game Studios now. So yeah. boats. And more yep. boats. And more boats, by the looks of it. Lots of yep. boats. So they do and a small a scale... How to use the boats? Mm. They do small-scale kind of um, various era sea combat game with um, loads of different boats, like Dan said. <laughs> are they boats or sh- are they boats or are they ships? I can never work that out. They are floaty things with sails. Floaty things with sails. Yeah, they've got six mil. They've got fifteen and twenty mil, and they've got twenty-eight mil. Mm. And they got shipwrecks for all of those scales as well. That's yep. cool. I like yeah. that. And there's a there's a range of eras as well, so I wasn't being flippant. So for example, next to each other on the page is a rigid inflatable boat in twenty eight mil scale for like spec ops missions, that kind of stuff. Um right next to a ten gun brigantine, so <laughs> there's there's a large variety on there. Um yeah. So if you're into your sea stuff, into your boats, Sea Dogs Game Studios might be the place to look. Hmm. Wow, this is interesting. Impact miniatures. Wow. Well, if you want something to do for a few hours, go and have a look around this site. There's loads of stuff on here. Chibi yeah. Pony Adventures. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
What have I come across here? Well. They're like, um... Oh my goodness, there's a steampunk pony. It's a pony with miniguns. Yeah. These it's like would my be little for pony My Little Pony role-playing thing, I presume. Although I've got to be honest, I've never seen a My Little Pony with miniguns. Have you not? <laughs> no, no, no. And I've watched pretty much every My Little Pony episode. Do you think they're missing And out? for the record, I'm going to go on for the record, it's Ace. <laughs> really, I love My Little Pony. Oh my god. I am keeping that recording. That little clip. Keep it. I'm not embarrassed by it. I've enjoyed watching every episode with my daughter. So, they've also got... Oh, they've got loads and loads and loads and loads of fantasy football stuff. That yeah, that's the do, place where I, the, the, the biggest section is their fantasy football. So, there's Scotlings and Ratmen and the Scotlings are hilarious. They're like... Well, the, the Scottish halflings, effectively. <laughs> There's gnomes, elves. The gnomes, gnomes are quite cool because the gnomes are like driving little meccas. <laughs> um, yeah, have a look. Yeah, that's good. Like they're so tiny, they need their own little meccas. Um, what's sarcos? Oh, they're like little alligators. They're really cool. <laughs> Baby crocodile. And there's a little Chibi's range as well. Oh, Valkyries and Vikings. No, they don't look much like Vikings. But okay, yeah. That's quite fun. Beauties and Babes. Yeah, that was everything I was expecting to come up when I clicked on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, loads of cool stuff in there. So, do I want to click on the one that says Willy? Other companies' miniatures? Willy. What is that? Oh no. That was much that was much better than I was that I was daring. <laughs> right. You were just thinking worse. So Mythica Gaming then is our, our last one from Monday. Um so this is an RPG free download. Yeah, I yes it is. So Mythica Gaming produce a um, Draxia, uh, The Legends of Draxia, which is a fantasy card game. Um, They also produce the Fates of Madness cooperative RPG adventure card game and Draxia, um, which is a free-to-download role-playing game, which is... um, I've had a flick through. There's loads of good content for it. It's really cool. any company that's giving away a set of rules like that for free, it's worth going to just download the rules and then support them because that's a cool thing to do. Yeah. It's a hell of a time, hell of a time to write a set of rules and then game test it. And it, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's worth you just going to the website. <laughs> they sell no, trumps no. and ladders. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> There we go. Oh, it's a um, card game as well, this Legends of Draxia. Yeah, so the Legends of Draxia role-playing game is, is kind of a um, extent, you know, the role-playing version of their other thing. Should we move um, straight on to the next section while we're on a roll, Dan? Yeah, sure. Um, let me just 
while we're talking. So you want to go to Black Sight Studios next? I will go to Black Sight Studios next. Give me one moment, though. You've jumped. I've jumped one, yeah. Right, that's eight years. I can work my iPad. So, what do we have here? Tere- oh my goodness! Designed yeah. for Relic Blade. <laughs> that is lovely, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, Black Sight, Black Sight is um really interesting. So it's pre-painted. Um, we we have a very similar company in UK called Foreground Paint. The uh, Foreground. Um, which is excellent as well. But um, these guys are based in America. There are some products here which uh, I'm really excited about. So there's one which is basically a, a building block. Um, oh, yeah. That in, in its entirety, that is big enough to just be a, war, a, a whole gaming board. Um, it's yeah. absolutely massive. Um, and it looks fantastic. Really, genuinely looks fantastic, um, and I think that's quite difficult to do with pre-painted MDF um, or MDF in general. Um, I, I always find that MDF is best used as a sort of um, foundation to put uh, to work on top of, as it were. Um, I really love the the Fallout stuff as well, Dan. Yeah, <clears throat> you got loads of Fallout scatter in there. Um, I don't know if it's, it's the 3D files for people to print or it's actually printed off for you. I hope it's printed off for you. I haven't really had a full look at that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Drinkomatic. Yeah. That's just brilliant. Yeah, some really quality products in there. So, um, you, 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 in fairness, though, you you know, you, the price tag mar- matches it, but I think it's worth it. So, that like that Relic Braid set, for example... Um, just, um, well, that's there's enough stuff there to make a very compact two by two, and a sort of more standardised three by three. Yeah. Um, and it's about seventy five pounds worth. Yeah. yeah. Um, and considering and it's straight it's, out of the box. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, I completely agree. That building, I think, is two hundred and fifty. That big, big war zone building. Yeah, war zone Europe. Yeah, two hundred twenty-four US dollars. So about one hundred and eighty quid. I think that's worth that. There's a Stalingrad bundle, which is just insane. Down two hundred seven pounds, and it's it's all in industrial and ruined houses. It's. Have you seen the shipping containers? Not not specifically. No. If you go um, into um. Furniture and details, and have a look at the, fir- the shipping containers. Furniture and details. Which section? So you click on the wargaming terrain at the top, and it opens up a load of stuff, and then other at the end. Yep. And then partway down, three D, three uh, D printed furniture and details. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This this is where um a lot of the Fallout stuff is. But most of the top stuff is. In fact, is that. sorry, it's called for it's furniture details. Is what it says on the page, but it's actually under the scatter terrain. The scatter terrain. Yeah. Oh, they're very good, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Little shopping trolleys. <laughs> mm, 
brilliant. That's good there, isn't it? Very good. Yeah. I'm all for scenery that is straight out of the box. Um, bit of airbrush dust or whatever onto that lot. I reckon you, it could do really good. Look really awesome. Yeah, very impressed with them. Tectonic Craft Studios. Ooh, there's a very cool movement tray. Movement trays for miniatures on round bases thing. That'd be good if you um if you fancy a bit of ranked up game with your Age of Sigma miniatures. Yeah, um the They've got a tournament rack that is one of the things that really caught my eye. Yeah. Um, so the sort of thing that you would have to to move your models around when you're in a tournament. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is my view when you are at most risk of doing yourself some sort of mischief that leaves you crying in Bugman's toilet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get over the fact you've just ruined 30, 40, 50 hours worth of stuff. Yeah, good. They, they've got loads of other little things like shelf um, desk organizers, base inserts, um, modular terrain rack. This is Tectonic Craft Studios, by the way, just to recap. Movement bases. Um, there, there's also uh, like a 40k terrain table in a box, which I is quite cool. Um, very interesting. Very easy to transfer. I mean, we're talking very simple terrain here, but um, it, you know, it, it uh, that looks like the sort of thing you'd want if you were running a tournament, a particularly competitive tournament where you wanted very specific. Yeah, and everyone had one box. Yeah, yeah, and that's about that works out at probably seventy five, eighty dollars, eighty quid. Sorry, yeah. it's about hundred US dollars. So that's what I think that's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good idea. Yeah, good. And then you can transport it all in those boxes, so that's that's excellent, really. Um, scale seventy five. Scale seventy five um, are a, a paint range. Um, the thing I like about scale seventy five is that they sell paint range the paints in in um, in kind of themed boxes, so winter, autumn. Um, and, you know, red, uh, true metal, uh, non-metal metallics, and they will, they will sell you a box to do a thing. Mm. I know that's really different. So if you, if you're thinking, oh, I'd really like to have a go at painting this, or I would like to do an autumn themed army, then you, 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 you know, you get their, their paint set. Um, which I think is really cool. I think I, I like that way of doing things. A Games Workshop used to do that a long time ago. You used to, you know, be able to buy those kind of things, but um, they've moved away from that now and you do other things. They they also do ranges of miniatures, which are quite cool. Um, there's the War Games series. They're, they're character models, essentially, um, but they're quite funky. Um, the sort of thing that you can s- sort of stretch your muscles out while painting really nicely, I think. Mm. Um, scale seventy five. I've I've never used them, Dan. I don't. Have you ever used scale seventy five paints? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've got um, <clears throat> some stuff from their scale color range. Um, 
I haven't used... So I've got metallics and inks. The infamous yeah. inks that I told you I didn't have, but I did have. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're, they're cool. Um, I haven't used them extensively. Basically, when I did the um, MKA painting course, they showed us a way to do, like, plasma effect and, like, burnt exhausts using them. So I've got those colours. Um, yeah. But, no, I, I haven't used them extensively, but I've, I've used those bits. Dropper bottles exactly the same dropper sort of bottle as, as Vallejo. Um, the inks are very good. Very intense. Which isn't a surprise because it's from the intensity ring. <laughs> it's got to says it, it says it on the packet just in case you're yeah. confused or wondering what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, good. Good stuff. Excellent. Um, next up is one that I came across a little while ago and was very pleased to revisit, Spectre Games. Spectre Games um, sell... I suppose the biggest range is is modern stuff, so contemporary stuff. Um, if you were looking for, I don't know, let's think of an example, a set of miniatures to represent um, a squad of US SEALs, well, they, they actually have a squad a set of models for you, for you know for that so i can't i can't i really love them dan yeah really yeah. really love them really really do and i love the variety of miniatures in there so um what have we got so we've got mercenaries chinese special forces black powder red earth um UK Special Forces, NATO Special Forces, US Special Forces, co- Covert Operations. So that's guys in like um, civvies. Uh, you got uh, Task Force Nomad. I have no idea what that is. Um, look like uh, spe- spec ops with a Middle Eastern flavour to them. Loads of stuff in there. I, I just. I I'd pick up a couple of their units straight off the bat. Um for for use in role in, in various different things. So there's various different versions of the special SAS for example. I just think it's I just think they're great. It's a great range of models. A great, great range of models. And there's rule sets as well, Spectre Operations, um like if, if you're going to go for sort of modern day combat, it's definitely a, a, a worthwhile place to to start off your exploration of it. <laughs> they've got a little pack of world leaders. Have they? Yeah, they've done like a, it looks to me like Putin, um, Theresa May, Donald Trump, and. Um, can't remember that what's North Korea's currently Oh, his name's escaped me. But anyway, yeah. It's, um, <laughs> it's quite cool. Okay, so um, that is Spectre. Um, so moving on from those guys, um, DGS Games? Is that that's the one, isn't it? DGS Games, yeah. So um, DGS Games produce Freeblades. 
which is a fantasy skirmish game, 32mm. Um, there's a, there, I watched a video of them doing a battle sort of report. It looked really fun. And actually, a couple of people have commented that it's, a, it's an excellent game since we've posted the link up. So, um, like, like I said, I haven't played it. But the miniatures, again, look really good. So it's difficult, isn't it, um, when you're listening to us? Because all I ever go on about is how good the miniatures look like. But that, that's the driving force for me when it comes to these games 90% of the time. Is how good how good are the miniatures? What you know? Do they catch my eye? Do they make me want to collect the game? Um, and they and these really do. Um, I definitely give them some time and pennies. Um, just just to know a couple of them, I mean, just to paint up because I think they're really nice. Yeah. But then I've got I've got um. You haven't got much to paint either, have you? So. No, I know. That's what I say. It's not like I haven't got enough to paint. But what I think is worth, when it comes to this, these models have universal appeal. You know, so if if you're a role player or, a, um, you know, you're collecting a fantasy range for various different reasons, there are the loads of different models in here that are worth looking at for, you know, for... for um, just, just to see whether they've got something that you might like, because um, like I said, there is loads of different guys, loads of different models in here that have real universal appeal. Giga Robo. <laughs> Giga Robo. That's the next one we're moving on to. Giga Robo is a game about Giga robots beating the snot out of each other. So, um, it's exactly what it says. The models. Look pretty cool. They're very manga-esque, um, old school manga-esque. Um, the, the game, it's kind of hex-based by the look of it. I haven't had a chance to look at how the game plays, but, um, it looks, it looks quite funky, actually. Yeah, it does look quite fun, actually. You can throw robots into towers and all sorts. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Different. Cool. Yeah. Um, so another frustrating web page, though, because actually yeah. it took me a little little while to see what the models look like. Yeah, I was just thinking that myself. Um, <clears throat> but then I guess you're not. You may not be getting it for the models. No, no. But actually, for me, looking at the game, it's like I just said, it's another game where I looked at it and then found pictures of the models, and I went from oh, that looks pretty cool to ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Almost got a Voltron feel to it, the models. Anyway, um, that rounds up this section, guys. Um, so we've covered all the stuff that I talked about on Monday and Tuesday of the week gone. So um, if you've been following Twitter, that that would be a way to sort of flow through these things. And, and we'll move on to the next section after we've grabbed a little drink. Okay, guys, we're back. I'm going to cover off um, Wednesday and Thursday uh, from the week just gone. So starting off with the Miniature Building Authority. So quite a full website from these guys. Um, Lots of very cool 
historical type scenery um from what i can see ben yeah yeah and a lot of it pre-painted straight out of the packet that's good actually i say i say um uh, fantasy there is a bit of um science fiction stuff as well yeah mainly historical to be honest so um like docking areas um little buildings marketplaces um townhouses 28 mil scale european buildings American buildings, but then yeah, there's high adventure as well, um, sci-fi. Um, there's some pretty odd stuff on there as well. The sort of stuff that looks like people have sculpted because they um, thought it was it had an idea and went with it. There's a lap dancer. <laughs> there's <laughs> yeah, I think your description was very apt just then. <laughs> yeah, so there's a fair, there's loads on there. It's it's well worth having a look because you know the scenery is is painted and ready to go out of the box. is is good stuff. You know, the harbour worth... town is very nice. It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, really cool. Very good, very good. So, who's up next, dude? Uh, up next is Game Envy. So, Game Envy produce um, sort of hobby aid products. The main one, from what I can see, is the hobby holder. Um, but there's two products on here I wanted to quickly sort of cover off. The ho- hobby holder is um, a-, a painting handle, but it's it's slightly different. Is it's got a bridging arm, so basically that goes around the model. So anyone who paints will, you know, if you kind of imagine how you do it, often hold the model in two places. So at the bottom, and then pin them, pin the hand on the top somewhere. Um, if you're using a, a painting handle then you tend to hold the painting handle but even then sometimes i still use my hand somewhere else on the model to bridge yeah. to do that kind of stuff so this this arm kind of wraps around the model so you've got a way of doing that without having to touch the model so it's very cool um and they do a number of different sort of <clears throat> you can build your own out of the components that you want for different sizes etc they do loads of desk solutions, including uh, a brush station that looks like a samurai sword stand um, and paint <laughs> holders. But the other thing I really wanted to sort of cover is their plinths. I loved them. Really nice, well laid out website um, with a really cool selection of, of plinths. Um, so, yeah. If my internet would actually behave itself and bring it up. What is this um, obsession with Knocking over pots of wash. There's even this. Their little thing's called a wash wizard. Yeah, but not me. Funny, Dan. You, you did it just the other day. Well, yes, that's true. I did <laughs> with your black templar. Yeah. In fact, I managed well. to knock it into my wet palette. Which, oh my goodness, what a kerfuffle that caused. Yeah. So their little plinth section is called the perfect plinth. Um, they're all wooden turned plinths, and I think they're lovely. And they're really, really lovely. So you get that's game envy. Artist Opus um, make exceptionally high quality brushes. Um, I rank them alongside Winsor Newton Series Seven. Um, the set that I've got uh, are fantastic. I only get them out to do character models, though. Um, really, really happy with mine. They do three different sets at the moment. They do Series S, which is a standard range, I guess, or signature range. Um, the, the typical 
it's worth explaining them. So they've got a nice ergonomic handle. They've got what I think I would describe as a short fiber, quite firm brush. So it's got a, a decent well in there. Um, comes to a nice point, made out of Kalinsky sable, um, but they're not long um, like the rosemary ones. Um, so there's not they're not very flexible. Um, but I like that kind of style of brush. It's a personal choice. Um, they always also do Series M, which is a shorter hairbrush um, for for finer detail. Um, not so much of a well on that though. So that really, I think that's probably for the sort of thing where you just you need to do a very very fine thing, and you're not you don't need to have a lot of paint stored in your brush. And a dry brushing range, which um, <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? I find this this product very odd. Um, a lot of people say they're great. I would be reluctant to pay 60 quid for a dry brush set, though. The amount of abuse I put through dry brushes through. So I think I would realistically have to try the dry brush set to, to be able to... Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. But otherwise, yeah, very high quality, high quality brushes. If you're looking for a high quality brush, you can't go wrong with them. Dust. Now, dust is really interesting. Dust 1947 is a kind of reimagined historical game where it's a bit like Rocketeer, kind of past but not the past, bit bit odd. So they've got like battle suits um, and um, guys with jetpacks and... Oh, the, the, you have, I suppose you have to go and have a look to really get the grasp of it. It's got a very World War Two feel. It's got all of the like the factions from World War Two. Um, well, it's and, called Dust nineteen forty seven. So the idea is that the yeah, I think the Germans carried an alternative on. power source or something, and it carried on from and there. It carried on from there. It just kept escalating. Um, what I was most impressed with on here actually is the premium painted miniature range um and we worked it out that when you actually look at the miniature if the if what is on the picture is the standard that you're getting it is very very reasonable for a yeah it's very very reasonable very very reasonable indeed so that that set there is a mecha um with a squad of infantry a dog hander and a squad of heavy infantry um, and they're charging. Oh, where's the price gone? We were looking at this just the other day. I'm gonna have to go back. They are charging two hundred and five pounds for that painted up, which is about hundred quid to paint the model. And I reckon you'd be paying twenty quid per model to get those painted, if not a bit more. Yeah. So, from a from a painting studio, so yeah. I think that's really, really competitive. Really competitive. So definitely worth a look. Um, lots of people have actually mentioned to me that they were really interested by this when I put it up. Um, so if you're into kind of historical stuff that isn't historical, has a historical feel, but it's got a bit of a edge, check them out. It's pretty cool. Very cool. I particularly like the little mechas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then I, I love battle suits. I've always, you know, I'm a dreadnought kind of guy. So we've Atlas got Games. Atlas Games. So lots of board games there. Any that caught your eye, mate? 
Well, there's one that I've actually got, dude. Oh. Um, yeah, so um, it's called... Oh, I'm going to have to just bear with me because I never remember the name of anything and that doesn't just stop at Games Workshop. Uh, the box game that I have got is called Once Upon a Time. It's a card game and um, you create stories with it. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Great fun. Um, great for like for the kids. Um, really, really, really like that. And there's there's loads of other games that they've got on there. And if they're anything like as good as that, then brilliant. The other product that I've... Um... So basically, do you, have you remember Story Dice? Yeah. Where you roll... It's, it's, it's not the same as that, but the idea is that as you draw cards, you create a story. Yeah. And as you go... It's very it's, it's very good. I'm not going to explain the rules. on It'll take me forever, but... Um, maybe we'll do a little bit of a section on that. Um... Yeah, well, to be okay. honest, we're likely to come back to a lot of these guys in a bit more depth and detail in the, in the future the wild sections on the future podcast, on the podcast, aren't we? The, the other product that I, yes, is the answer to that, the other product that I um, really liked was, it's called the White Box, mm-hmm. and it is basically a blank canvas for game design. So it's it's box of tokens and dice and widgets and whatnots. Uh, and a, a book called the white the white box essays on on thinking about how to create games um i really like that i really really like that are you getting um, tired ben <laughs> i am i've been up because i went for the nhs early morning shopping oh yeah yeah so <laughs> i'm a bit bushwhacked to be honest but <laughs> so um yeah Great, great little site. Have a look through. If if anything, have a pick up once upon a time because it's it's really good. It's really good. Next up, we have Den of Imagination Painting Studios. Really liked their web page, mate. Um, very clearly lays out what what their um sort of levels of painting are when you when you're buying from them, um, and. Loads and loads of pictures of the models. Um, Den of yeah. Imagination do a lot of work, or have done a lot of work for um, mini, mini board gaming. Um, yeah, and their stuff is it, it is really good, really good yeah. stuff. As we said with the last ones that we looked at, um, Siege Studios and the other ones we've seen, best best to go on their web page. Have a look. Put these guys in into your kind of file decks or whatever. Into your bookmarks, I'd like to get some miniatures painted. Have a look, um, because if nothing else, it'll give you a kind of standard as to what you're looking for. Um, what I, th- I I quite like is this is level two, the very lowest level. Level one has been suspended. I'm not sure why, um, but level two I quite liked because you, you can just say it's in my model. They'll sort out the basing. They'll sort out the base coats, and then I can do the rest. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I really like. So, yep, another painting company for you to have a look at. Put in, put in your bookmarks, and um, run from there. Yeah, definitely. So, um, oh, excuse me, sorry. I was just looking at the Den of Imagination site, and I completely lost what I was doing before. That. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at 
um, Lasercraft Workshop. Yeah. So another uh, MDF, primarily MDF company. Really nice range. Um, the Wicked Forest um, yeah, range. Yeah, quirky as hell there, man. They yeah, lovely. I really like that. And Janesh Deluxe Fantasy Building as well. Yeah. So they're really nice. And if you if you prefer to do the sort of finish um, yourself, I think I think these are excellent. Mate. I would say they are probably the best unpainted that I've seen. They they're really good. Um, yeah, they are they, very good. They would be a really good basis. Um, some of them, you know, there's like a cottage, a little home thing, and a little bundle. Uh, if you if you went with like a teddy bear fur style roof, or just even tiled the roofs, three D tiled the roofs. Yeah, I think you'd be hard pressed by the time it's all painted up to know it was MDF actually. Yeah, I, I think the, the quirky forest, the wicked forest. Mm. They're so, they're, they're so quirky. <laughs> they, yeah, if you put your little tiles on the roof, mm. I think people would people would struggle. Um, they're quite stylized though. Those really. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they got some good stuff and fifteen mil stuff as well. Yeah, very basic fifteen mil stuff, which which is obviously the the scale for Flames of War. Um, oh, is it? That makes sense then, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They do some Gasland stuff, which is quite small scale. Hmm. Probably ten millimeter scale, isn't it? Really, Gaslands. Yeah. So that yeah, um, that's good. Let me just have a look at their city centre runescape. Oh, they're quite nice, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, excellent. So that there's some nice MDF stuff in there. What I do with MDF things is I tend to um like have a folder of bookmarks and then go through them. Mm. Because actually I, I think that the best way to create a city that looks good is to is to go for a number of different companies so that you get a range of different looking buildings. Yeah. Um, and I think that's uh, that creates a more realistic looking um, product, uh, you know, outcome. Pardon me. Um. Games Workshop is next on our list. Um, we talk about them all the time. So, if 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 you want to if you want to know our thoughts on Games Workshop, listen to the podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fogu Miniatures. Um, these would these aren't these did not go to Adeptcon, but I'm going to throw them in there because I came across them because they were attached to somebody else's post about Adeptcon. They're based down the road from me. Um, resin models, um, some really cool sci-fi and post-apocalyptic kind of Mad Maxy stuff, and some historical buildings, and they're really really nice. I think standout little range for me is the little corrugated metal shacks and things yes I love um, those. really really cool and like watchtowers made out of corrugated iron um yeah so there's there's a lot of cool stuff in there and it is very reasonably priced as well so um what i quite like is that the he sells bits i don't know if you've had a look further down but like you can get windows and doors and shack fronts yeah um and then you can have you know and lean twos and the and junction boxes, put all those together, and you can make quite a 
like a little, you know, you, 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 you know make a custom made building. I like um, I like the Viking house. The little Gruber 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 shack. Is that what it's called? It looks like a triangle. Yeah. Yeah, it looks ace. I like that a lot. What I'm interested in is the roof, actually, because I thought the the I thought the texture was really nice. It's a it's fake fur. Is that how you've done it? Yeah. Do you reckon that comes with it? Yeah, it does. Ah, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's really nice. I tell you what, though, Dan. Oh no. Those. Those Dark Age Oratory Church and the Dark Age Michael Beehive hut, you'd be hard hard pressed to find that somewhere else. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so they're very cool. Um, Seeing as he's local, you'll probably hear a little bit more about him from us, actually. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've just found so huge miniatures, which comes up next, lots of grass tufts. Yeah. Now, I don't need any more grass tufts. But you're going to buy some anyway. But there's some good-looking grass tufts on here. Yeah, I really liked them. I liked the muddy grass tufts. Yes, that's that's what I was looking at. And I was like, oh, I I haven't got any muddy grass tufts. I need those. I also like the frosty grass tufts, because I often find that the frosty grass tufts, they don't look quite right. Yeah. Whereas they do look like there's frost on the grass. Yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, they're very good. I, I was tempted by a few of those. They also sell dropper bottles, if you want dropper bottles. Yep. A dropper bottle transfer kit. I don't know. Is that a, I can't... A, funnel, a funnel and a swear box. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you price-wise. I mean, I've... I bought loads of dropper bottles off Amazon, flipping loads of them, as I often do. Well, it's because you can't count. Yeah. You'll, you'll, <laughs> go, on to Am- you'll go on to Amazon and it'll say, like, 10 kilograms of dropper bottles for five quid, and you'll be like, oh, right, 10 kilograms, that's not that many. And then, like, 16 bags of dropper bottles will show up at your house. And you'll be like, well, I didn't think five kilograms would be that much. Yeah, but you are you are directly talking about there the bark incident. Now, do you know how heavy <laughs> bark is? Not very heavy. No. <laughs> well, I had to order enough to know I'd have enough, and I've got enough now. You got enough for like the whole of the southwest. Yeah. So, um, slow death next. Slow death. Slow death is really, really interesting. So it's, um, I think the best way to describe it is if you've ever watched Warriors. No. Have you know? Oh, dude. So, um, it's basically street gang fighting. So there's loads of different gangs, and they sell them. I don't know if they make them, but they sell them. Um, in the Warriors, it, it's a story about the gang called the Warriors, and they have to get home from this meeting of the gangs somewhere in New York, I think, or LA or somewhere. And, and they got to go through different gangs' territories, and all the different gangs have like very unique, very distinctive styles. So it's a bit like gangs of New York. So one of them wears the New Yorkers. I think it's the New Yorkers, but it's American pop culture, so forgive me if I've got that wrong. Um, baseball kits with my, me, uh, mime faces painted on them, um, for example. They're quite famous. 
Um, that that kind of they've got kicks. Yeah, so there's um this this one's got the me- metal skinhead punk straight edge goth murder cult girls roller derby girls cyber goths. They're you know they're the sort of ranges they've got. What I quite like is there's just some quite cool. I liked Mark, who's like this punk rocker throwing a um, Molotov cocktail. Yeah, there's loads of cool stuff in there. Um, it's definitely a a one to sort of go and have a look around. One thing that did catch my eye was the Heartwork Coffee Bar. And if you click on that picture, they've actually copied it from a real place. <laughs> Which I thought was quite cool. Anyway, quite quite a unique little company. I think that you know, I don't I don't think I've seen the the miniature ranges like that. But you know, if you if you wanted a gang to play in anything like Outlands, for example, the models are there. Um, but obviously, the slow death games do their own rules range as well. Trenchworks is up next. Tanks. I'm just going to let you. I don't know if you've seen Trenchworks before. I'm going to let you open this page and just. I have, and I'm very, <coughs> yeah, very nice. The quality of these is absolutely excellent. Absolutely excellent. So 28 what? mil, yeah, the whipping, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. So these are mostly resin, um, but with metal sort of guns and tracks where it's appropriate. Um. That's good, isn't it? Yes, it really yeah, is. Very, tank very design nice. was mental. Absolutely mental. World War Two, some really nice stuff there. T thirty five. What a ridiculous vehicle! Goodness me. But, <laughs> oh, look at that Sherman. Oh, these are excellent. So, um. Clearly, looking at this, this is your sort of higher end quality um, and detail that you get off resin. Um, there's lots and lots and lots and lots of examples of 28 mil scale or 25 mil scale uh, World War Two tanks, particularly um, that you would pay a lot less for. But this is your sort of yeah, these are very good. These are lovely if you're into that sort of thing. And from what I know of tanks, very accurate. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They are yeah. They're very good. The the Renault um, FT tank on there is is really interesting actually because that that practically won the war um, by some people's estimations because Renault built those for, for effectively for free for cost, um, didn't charge the government anything other than the cost to make them. Um, which made him very popular amongst the French for years to come, and possibly was the foundation for his company being as successful so successful that it still is today. Um, and they were mass produced. Um, not very good fighting against tanks, but excellent at dealing with infantry. And um, so they they did. They were a very successful vehicle. They've got one of those up in. Um... Um, the Bovington Tank Museum. 
Yeah, I was, it's interesting because, you know, a lot of people, when they think of the tank, think of the British tank. But actually, it wasn't very successful at all, the British tank. That You know, the Mark, Mark V and Mark IV. Um, not compared to the FT-17, but, you know, F2, FT-17, but you don't really hear much about that. It's very strange when you see it. You wouldn't want to go Is in it? one. Yeah, it's really no. weird. Well, the, the, I think it... the metal work, like the, the armour, is only like ten mil thick, eighteen mil thick, something like that. Well, I think the idea was that it was just an armoured suit for a guy to drive around in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was like a to make an infantryman stronger rather than be like a massive thing. So it was much more manoeuvrable and. Um, but you know, t- ten mil is ten mil against a, you know against a rifle. And you're not going to get through it. Yeah. And there was they were producing those so much, so many of those. There was like dozens of them on a battlefield compared to like you know they just outnumbered everything. <laughs> There's like a great video I was watching the other day when I was watching a tank a program about tanks, and there were just like a horde of them. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Which would cost you about a thousand pounds on this website. Just. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So that's um that's this section rounded off, guys. Um, have we done two? Have we, we have done yeah, two. We have it's done two. It's just time to grab a, a quick drink before we launch into um, covering off the last two two days, which was Friday, uh, the twenty seventh, and uh, today. And we've got we've got we've got one more after that as well. So two two more sections, guys, um, and then we're done. Hi guys, welcome back. Um, the penultimate section, and going to lead out with Mantic Games. So Mantic Games are a large fantasy war gaming company, or started off as fantasy war game company, based in the UK. Um, they produced Kings of War, which at the time came out was like an alternative to Warhammer Fantasy Battles, um, and runs on those kind of large scale um, fantasy battle stuff. There's a Huge range of models for that. Um, they also do Hellboy miniatures game and um, Dead Zone, which is like a skirmish um, sci-fi game. The thing I'm really taken by at the moment is their terrain crates, which is like scatter terrain for role-playing and that kind of stuff. So there's weapons racks and bookcases and tables and and there's loads and loads of different um, sets of those now. Um, started off with just like the, the, the standard fantasy dungeon delve sort of um, scatter, and it's it's gone on from there really. Um, so, just bring up the page. What have we got now? We've got a battlefield one with um, tents and walls and crucifixes. There's abandoned mines. Um, there's ruins. There's blacksmith forges, campsites, Dark Lord's Tower. Um, loads, loads and loads and loads now. So, um, they really have taken my eye. Um, but they're worth a look. Um, so head on over and have a check and see what you think. Um, particularly alternative ranges for some of the more kind of standard fantasy tropes in there. Uh, Games and Gears is next. You got those up, Dan? Yeah, I've got them up. Um, I really, um, Really like some of their stuff. In particular, the the sort of brushes with all the gear, 
gubbins to go with it. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting that their brushes kind of fold in on themselves. So they, they open up like a pen. That one that you're looking at right there. Um, you can see the seam. You turn them around and it, it goes, the brush goes into the handle. So they're really easy to transport. Oh. Um, which is really cool, actually. I wonder what um, they're like ergonomically, though. Well, um, Marcus is, um, Marcus has got one. Um, and it's fine. Yeah. Okay. At least I think that, I think that's what they are. Yeah, I think, I think that's what they are. They, that's what they look like. Um, yeah, I, I really like the brush care sets in here. Um, and they obviously, they, they do the sort of standard hobby stuff as well, like cutters, diamond files. So basically it's a, it's a, a site that has loads of different brushes and, um, brush care sets, uh, and all, you know, cases and carry stuff. So yeah, quite a nice looking website. Hmm. Definitely something I've had a gander around. Um, looks like it's expanding as well. Which is cool. So next up, we've got Catalyst Game Labs. Yeah. Shadow Run, next generation of cyberpunk fantasy. Yeah. It looks really cool. I love the art for this. Um, oh, and ba- Battletech. Yeah, yeah, Battletech, which is where I was going. I was waiting for you to absorb it, but Battletech. So they are the producers of Battletech game, um, which is... It, a big stompy robots with guns um battle suits um probably most popular now from the computer games but the computer games followed on from the earliest model games really fleshed out universe i read loads of the novels when i was a teenager and really really enjoyed them um the new starters kit looks fab with a whole ton of models in there and um they look really nice as well so um yeah it's just I, i'm Really pleased to see a company like Catalyst pick that up and run with it now. Um, give it a new lease of life. Because uh, I think it deserves it. <clears throat> I think it does deserve it. It's been around long enough. I'm quite excited by that. I keep meaning to pick them up, actually. I am. Um, I like the way they've laid it out. If you click on the link saying new to Battletech, you roll down and it says choose your experience. And it gives you the appropriate links, etc. If you want to play it as a tabletop game, or as a board game, or as a role-playing game, or as a uh, as as books, or as a computer game. Oh, that's really cool. That's a good way to lay that out, I think. Yeah, it is. I think um, quite often games with so much background, so much kind of gravitas, you need you need a handheld when you're getting into it. That's what I my thoughts. Yeah, so really cool. Catalyst Games. Um, I haven't played any of the others or had any contact with any of the others, but it, Battletech is excellent. Um, so it stands to reason that the others would be too. The next Victoria one, Miniatures. Victoria Miniatures. I love yeah. Victoria Miniatures, dude. Yeah. They do some wonderful stuff. And the only reason that I haven't dived in on a couple of occasions, really, is because I am keen to play games at Warhammer World. Yeah. Um, 
you know. And I think it's fair it, to say that these are the, the this is the guard range that I wish Games Workshop did. Yeah, that's the bottom line. I mean, there's there's all of the the, the ranges, the units in there that you, the regiments in there that you you want. Yep. And it, it, to be fair, they are. They are alternative sculpts for Games Workshop regiments. So there's the Mordian Iron Guard, are described as the Tannenberg Fusiliers, the Praetorian Guard as the Victorian Guard, the Border World Rangers are the Tanith, first and only. Um, there's Penal Legions, the Arcadian Guard are um, Cadia. <laughs> um, so they're there, and they're really, really nice. You know, if I if I wanted to do a Valhalla army, I'd come here, for mm-hmm. example. If I wanted to do a Mordian Iron Guard army, I'd come here. Um, but you're right; there's always that little bit in the back of your head was like, "But I won't be able to use these in a tournament." I really like the artillery. Um, yes, I really like the artillery because i I would like to do like a Chaos Guard army, and I think they would have that kind of older style looking stuff. <laughs> Skanky artillery. <laughs> yeah. Just big old guns on carriages. Yeah. I think the thing that I like about this webpage is that, uh, well, this company is that, yeah, you, effectively what it comes down to is you've got these guard regiments, but they sell the kit separately. So if you want to buy, you know, 52 rucksacks, you can buy 52 rucksacks. Um, and I just love that. Goodness knows that's what I wanted to do. I want to be able to do for Games Workshop kits buy buy a pack of rucksacks. But yes, there we go. Um, really nice range. Definitely have a click on those. Definitely have a click on all of these. But if you if you're looking for alternative guard stuff, that would be my first place to go. And Warlord Games. Warlord Games. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, you got a temperature and runny nose? No. Um, um, <laughs> Warlord Games. So we talk about Warlord uh, fairly often, semi-regularly in um, Into the Wilds uh, on the podcast. Really, whatever genre you want to explore, Warlord will sell it. Um, they have a fantasy game now. They have a science fiction game. Um, rules written by Rick Priestley, who uh, is of Games Workshop fame. And um, then, historical-wise, most eras they cover, um, and also different, like, theatres of war. So we talked in the most recent podcast a bit about uh, Victory at Sea, which is their World War II um, naval warfare game that's coming out. They've got Cruel Seas, which is same period, but um, focus more on the torpedo boats um, and then they've also got um, Black Sails which is Napoleonic era ships of the line uh, wooden fighting ships of awesomeness miniature range really good uh, websites good quality just good quality stuff really to be honest I'd be surprised if you haven't heard of them yeah yeah really nice really nice um, I think probably fair to say that it could be far 
being a, one of the biggest competitors for Games Workshop in terms of the actual range of stuff that they produce. It's massive. Massive. Yeah. And the new Judge Dread game. Oh, yeah. Got to stay away from this site. <clears throat> so the Witchborn, then. Have you had a chance to flip through? It looks very interesting. Yeah, I have had a chance to flip through. Oh. <laughs> Let's get into that time, dude. Um, so, Witchborn is a um, is. I just remind myself, it's a campaign-based miniatures game, which I thought was quite cool. And the unique part about it is that it uses digital tech to supplement it. So you almost get rid. You can play a, cam- a campaign-based game without a dungeon master, effectively. Um. It uses the Reaper series of bones, um, Reaper bones series of miniatures. Oh yeah, which are an excellent series of miniatures for just taking out the box and playing with. Um, they're flexible, so they're very robust. Um, I'm quite impressed by the overall kind of look of the of the quality of everything. Really, and what's what's quite cool is that I I know this is going to sound odd, but I know Reaper bones. So, I'm kind of confident with what the miniatures are going to be like. Mm. Um, they're, they're good quality stuff, but they are flexible, so they're not they're not kind of display pieces, but they they're good. They are good good stuff. Um, yeah, I think I'm most interested, real realistically, about how the how the digital stuff interacts with it. I think that's quite interesting. Mm. I quite like to watch a video on how that runs, but I haven't had time to. So yeah, interesting looking game that. So Wargamer, what is that? Wargamer LLC. Yeah, Wargamer LLC. Um, Wargamer is the company, but LLC seems to be the American branch of it. Um, they distribute um, Fire and Sword in North America, which is a 17th century historical miniatures game, um, which is sort of Eastern European in its flavour. Um, they also sell. It? it looks small. It does look small. Yeah, I think it is small, but I don't know what the scale is. No. And they also sell hot and dangerous. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Yeah. Which is where they've put obviously attractive women in historical clothing and made models out of them, mm. and they're very nice. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> Um, Asmodi. Now, Asmodi has <laughs> been very frustrating up until today in that I just could not work out what they did <laughs> because the website that, that, um, was linked on the, uh, Adepticon page didn't do it any favor, favors at all to work out what it is they do as a company. They do a massive amount as a company, dude. The best place to go for um, is their catalogue, um, which I'll put the link up on the list. Are they not um, in the main, though, a retail distributor? No, so they make their own games. Oh, do they? Okay. Um, let me just throw you that link. Um, but they also distribute other people's games, um, smaller people, smaller companies' games who can't redistribute their own. So... Um, I don't know how much of a, of a part they have to play in a lot of this, but they distribute Pokemon, 
They distribute um, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic, Keyforge. Um, I don't know. I don't know who. No, Unique Game makes Keyforge. Um, they distribute loads of stuff. What um, uh, toys as well? And this catalog is absolutely vast. Absolutely vast. What? So, one of the games that I saw when I was going through here that um, they do. Uh, uh, do they make that? Maybe Catan, yeah, Catan Ticket to Ride, yeah, they're both excellent. <coughs> they just dist- they distribute those. Um, my kids got this game called Double for Christmas, and it is made by Asmodi, and they have not stopped playing it. Mm. They absolutely love it. If it. She must play it. Every day, if not twice a day. So basically, the game is um, you, you get a card. There's a sort of deck of cards, and every card has something that matches the other card. Or you know, the, the, every card. Two. If you had two cards, there would be something that was on both, and it's loads of different pictures of various different things, like a tree or a exclamation mark or a target. Um, and it's a bit like Snap, but she absolutely loves it. Absolutely loves it. Um, um, yeah, so they they distribute loads of different games. Well worth having a look through the catalogue if you're interested in just games generally, um, right from children all the way up to adults. They do make some of their own, um, but largely they also distribute other people's stuff who, who wouldn't be, normally be able to do it. So, yeah, Asmodi. Um, took me a while to work out what they did, but there we are. Black Knight Entertainment is next. <laughs> Um, these guys, I've got to say, um, I really want to, they, they come across as really like nice chaps. Their webpage is talking a lot about sort of supporting Adepticon, um, to make sure it happens again next year. They come across really friendly in their blog, but unfortunately their website is dead. Um, it died and as such, it's very, very light on the ground with regards to content. Um, for example, they're, they're, they run classes and paint miniatures, but their gallery is a picture of pictures of wildlife, which I'm pretty sure they didn't take. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I'm there in the process of rebuilding their website. I've got like an unbelievable amount of sympathy for people when their website dies. Um, I've been there. It's painful. It's heartbreaking. You just basically watch hours of work evaporate into the magic fairyland of some server somewhere um, <laughs> it is painful but um i've had a flick through their twitter as well and um basically they brand themselves as a kind of a, a group of people who, who are there to support and provide courses and various other things to help the wargaming community so I, that kind of comes across as pretty cool to me so yeah black knight entertainment <laughs> do you want to do this one? <coughs> Am I on the right one? What? I'm Badger? just looking at Castle Brush. Oh yeah, no, Badger's next, dude. Yeah. Castle Brush is uh, after that. Badger Airbrushes. Um, we can keep this one fairly short. If you haven't heard of one of the big daddies of airbrushing, then 
I don't know what you've been doing. Well, you might not be into. I wasn't into airbrushing for a long time. That's Uh, true. If if you even ever looked at airbrushing, you would have come across Badger. Yeah. Um, My recommendation is that if you're going to think of an airbrush, um, I can never pronounce one of these, but um, Badger is one of the people I would go to look for. Um, Hi, hi. Water would be the second. And the high was Steinbeck, Steinbeck? Harder and Steinbeck. Harder and Steinbeck. Those three, you should have looked through every single one of their products before you make your choice. Uh, what? <laughs> That's tough. Okay. You should. Should. Because um, I think it's a really hard choice to make. And I think you've got to... They're, they're for me, the three companies that make the, the best airbrushes. And... Um, They've all got loads going for them. Um, for example, Badger for me is a, is a great product because um, for my area because there's a there's a local distributor of all, everything Badger. Yeah. Um, that, so you know, getting bits and spare parts for them is is dead easy because they're right just down the road. Um, but all the brushes are different, and you know, have, watch reviews on all of them. Look at all of them. Before you make your choice, because it's a big investment. Once you once you go in, once you've chosen a company, you'd be hard pushed to change company. I think. Mm. Castle Brush EU. <clears throat> so they are a miniature painting service, and their stuff is superb. Yeah, and I have found <laughs> a Salamander's army, Primaris army that they've done, and now I want them. <laughs> Did you see the drop pod I posted on them today? They are amazing. Sorry? Did you see the drop pod I posted that they did today? The, the Salamander one? No, no, it's a it's a Ultramine one. No. Oh, I'll just I'll just send it to you so you can see that. Oh my goodness, that Abaddon of the spoiler is incredible. They obviously paint miniatures for some for some companies as well, don't they? Oh my look- goodness, and what on earth? Oh my days! That is insane. Yeah. Um. They looks like they paint for Modifius. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not going to be cheap, is it? No, it's not. So but what? One good. of the things I I actually really like about them is that their um their services and pricing is really clearly laid out. So um, if you if you website loads up with my fantastic Cornish internet. <laughs> Crank Come the on. handle, dude. You you can do it. The mighty Wurlitzer. Do it. Of course you might be able to hear my laptop just like going crazy now. I've asked it to do something. Right, here we go. So if you go through to the level four, which is Emperor, mm-hmm. um, it's priced individually. <laughs> um, but level three, which is pretty good standard uh, for a Space Marine, is uh, 25 to £45 pounds per model. <laughs> um, and level one, which is a really basic one, is 6 to £11 pounds per model. So 30 quid to paint up a five-man Primaris unit. 
Which is about the going rate, really. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. Like we said with the others, go and have a look at their website, because that's the only way you're going to tell. Chip Theory Games. Now. These guys are really interesting. So they basically make board games, um, of which the most popular seems to be the one called Two... Uh, too many bones. Artwork for that is lovely. I sent you a no, picture of that today. That's what you sent me today. Yeah. yeah, they don't use card. They're really big on like high quality materials. So boards are made out of neoprene. Cards are made out of plastic. Um, they use poker chips, hence the chip theory games. Poker chips rather than tokens, um, and loads of like nice quality dice. So it's all waterproof. It's all like super durable. Um, yeah, really interesting company. Mm. Um, and Good quality the art- looking stuff. The the two the too many bones has caught my attention just because of the art. Really. Yeah. Um. I mean, don't get me wrong. There is some drawbacks to having that quality of product. Too Many Bones Starters Kit, which has an astronomical number of dice in it. Um, where is Where did it say how many dice are in it? 136 custom dice. Which is insane, really. Um, poker chips, custom dice, the PVC playing cards, neoprene. That game is $129. Um, so it's not a cheap game, but you, you'll know that it ain't going to die. <laughs> you know, uh, you'll, that'll be around something you will hand over to your grandkids. Yeah. Um, wow. And then a lot. Well, any 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 thoughts on those things? Uh, just, it's really nice stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Really nice. I don't want to talk about the next one. No, so Infinity Games, or Infinity the Game, is next, and they have just released their new starters kit, and it looks so good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've always had a soft spot for Infinity, Um, but they've just, they've just, I think they've just levelled up with this new starters kit. The models in it are just wonderful. Yep. And it's more streamlined rules set as well. Um, yeah, smaller player. It's basically it's it's a kind of kill team for Infinity, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I love it. Love the models. I love bunny eared Mecha. And um, there's plenty of bunny eared Mecha in this. <laughs> really cool. So yeah, there we go. Um, so Infinity, like we've just sort of alluded to, is a skirmish game. It's got a very kind of Japanese, um, s- cyberpunky sort of manga esque look to it. Um, and the, the models are very dynamic and very cool. Um, with the bunny eared kind of mecha. Appleseed is probably the closest thing I would say. If you, anyone watches manga, Appleseed is, is why I like this, is it reminds me of that. Mm. So, so there we go. I get distracted and just start looking. 
Looking at the pretty models. Yeah. It's funny, when I first came across Corvus Ballet, they were making historical figures. Yeah. Which they don't do anymore. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, they're very much... um, Well, they've they've put their money into into Infinity, haven't they? And those kind of things. Mm. I can't say I'm surprised. It's a... It's a very popular product. Yes. Right. Okay. So, um, last opportunity, guys. We're going to take a quick break um, and then head into the final section, um, which is stuff that we've not yet put out there on Twitter, but we'll uh, Ben will do very soon. <laughs> over, the next, over the next couple of days, yeah. Okay, guys, so if you've made it all the way to this section, well done. Um, Hopefully you've had a a bit of interest. Um, Sorry we've powered through a little bit. There's lots to cover off, uh, but hopefully give you a good chance to have a look around. So um, without further ado, we're going to kick off with Creature Caster. Um, So Creature Caster makes some absolutely stunning miniatures. And again, um, I think, Ben, you probably agree, these are guys where the miniatures you it's where you kind of stop and think, oh that niggly thing about but I I might want to use it up in uh, Warhammer World. Yeah. And obviously you can't. So um Yeah. But that's you know, that's not a barrier for everyone, thank goodness. So really nice stuff on there. Yeah, the, any particular favourites, Ben? I, I like the alternative um uh like Grace Demons. Yes. Really, really like their alternative greatest demons. So I think it's one of those things where if I, if I collected a Chaos Army, you know, then the alternative ones, I think every, every greatest demon is different. So from each other. So I think yeah. it'd be quite cool to have like, you know, different versions like the, the Lord of Ecstasy and King of Ecstasy, all the, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, to to provide you with different ones within the army, like really different ones, um, but then I, I, I'd be inclined to get both. You know, the games which have one yep. and these, so I think they're fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think they're really gorgeous. There's loads they of cool stuff in here. They are incredibly detailed. Yeah, um, I I feel like they're a painter's miniature. Yes, um, absolutely. Um, r- really, a lot more going on on them than you would get on a. On a Citadel miniature? Um, Emperor Dragon is was one of my standout. Um not surprised it's out of stock at the moment. It's just wonderful. Just <laughs> wonderful. It won't surprise you to know that mine is King of War. Now, if that's what the Forge World Bloodbuster looked like, I would have one. It's just so dynamic. There's so much going on in that pose. Oh, I've got oh, I love it. Find that now. Where's that? Da, da, da. So it's in the demons section. <clears throat> Unsurprisingly, yeah, they're quite reasonably priced actually, aren't they? Really, for big, yeah, yeah. big old resin models. Oh yeah. Where's this dragon? Oh, it's in dragons. Oh, under dragons. Yeah. yeah. King. Oh god, yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, really, really nice. Sorry, we just went in. We just went into the world of looking. We just did the, the sort of oh <laughs> thing, didn't we? So, um, moving on from there is Crucible Brush. So let's open that one up. And let you guys know what you can find if you pop yourself into there. Crucible Crush, that is, yeah. Crucible Crush. So I've the main thing they do is that. flint and feather, which is uh, um. Uh, Unleash your great warrior today, it says. Flint and Feather is um, North American Indians and um, that that kind of world. And the the, the, the miniature is very nice, actually. Um, really, really nice indeed. Um, so they've got the Hurons, they've got Iroquois. Um, you know where I get the Huron, where I know the Hurons from mainly is is um, uh, Last of the Mohicans. Yeah. Well, no, they're, they're the baddies, aren't they? <laughs> the Hurons. Not. They got twenty-eight mil miniatures for Cthulhu setting. Yep. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and they've got um, um, World War Two as well. Um, so there's a yeah, there's a bunch of cool historical stuff and and the Cthulhu. Worth having a look. Um, if you particularly, I haven't seen um, North American Indians any better than these ones. So if you're in, in looking for those, then definitely worth a look there. Um, Diverse <coughs> is next. Diverse is a board game, um, an RPG selling company. I'm sorry, just dealing with the pop-ups coming up. Um, so there's, Various different board games um, and RPGs set in the D-verse, I think, is the universe that they're setting, if that makes any sense. So Nexus is the board game. Um, oh, this is a very flashy, lovely website, but um, that means that my computer is dying trying to load it. Yeah, there we go. Um, big models... Um, very nice models. Oh, Becca, <coughs> Becca Scott doing a demo video. <laughs> very nice indeed. So, um, the board game looks very cool. Um, if you want to know how it works, then I would suggest watching the um, Becca Scott video because she's very good at explaining how these things work. Um, and then there's an RPG to go along with it in the universe. I'm really liking this kind of link between things. So, you know, having yeah, it's good, having it? an RPG and a board game that go together, I really like that. There's a lot of companies doing that, and I think that's very cool. Um, the art looks cool, the models look cool, the board game looks really interesting. So, yeah, have a look and watch Becca Scott video. Flames of War. You probably know more about Flames, Flames of, of War, War than me. Yeah, so I've had a flipping Flames of War. I mean. <laughs> Uh, did you did you sell it? <laughs> yeah. So, um, Flames of War is made by Battlefront. Um, it's fifteen mil World War Two. It's I suppose the forty k of of miniature war gaming, uh, of historical war gaming in a way, um, in the way it's set up. Um, very much you can go to one place and get it all through Battlefront. Um, good game, really good game. Um, quite popular lots of 15 mil stuff out there now and actually um 
they've started doing a lot of plastic tanks uh, and there's lots of alternatives as well so from a price perspective it often keeps the price down because the reality is um a Sherman is a Sherman is a Sherman. Yeah. So lots of people make 15 mil Shermans now. Um, and that naturally means that the market, the cost is, it comes down. Whereas if you want to buy a Lam Raider, there's only one person that makes a proper Lam Raider. Um, so, you know, that, that's quite helpful. But yeah, I, I think it's cool. There's just not enough time to play everything. Um, but I do like the smaller scales. So if you are interested in World War II gaming, was definitely worth checking out. Um, Fantasy Flight Games. Uh, ben said it a couple of times. It's my turn now. If you don't know who Fantasy Flight Games are, where have you been? <laughs> so, yeah. Fantasy Flight make loads and loads of stuff. Um, sadly, they finished working with Games Workshop. Um, they did some wonderful games while they were with Games Workshop. And I really, they are characterised by the quality of what they produce. So cardstock, for example, is always excellent. They make um they make all the Star Wars stuff. Um so X Wing, uh Star Wars Armada, it's Legion. Do they make Legion? Yeah, they do make Legion and Legion yeah, is, they make Legion. Legion is actually um getting better month on month really. Every release that's coming out, the quality of the models is better. Um it's really big where I am at the moment, Legion. Yeah, yeah. Easy to get into those kind of games because you know the world. You know, you you know you you recognize it, you understand it, you you know what a stormtrooper is, for example. <clears throat> so, yeah, very cool. Um, doesn't just stop with Star Wars though. There's loads in there. Um, you really, we could do a whole podcast episode on what Fantasy Flight sell. So, just yeah. go and have a look. But like I said about Modifius, they they've got some big big names working with them. Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Marvel, Arkham, Game of Thrones. You know, Lord of the Rings, the, the Tolkien House of Tolkien don't let anybody um at their product. You know, they you have to meet a certain standard. So definitely worth checking them out. GMM Studio. Let's bring them up. Haven't looked at these guys yet. So what Grey Matter Musings, what have we got here? Home of artist Brandon Palmer and his massive, great, big, huge, small world. Wow. Absolutely stunning work. Yeah, that's um, terrifyingly nice, isn't it? How can one person paint so many models? Please tell me that that's uh, that's, uh, Titanic scale. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, so this guy's a... Um, I think this is just a blog, blog page about um, Brandon Palmer. Best way to approach this is just go and have a look, really. Loads of blog in there. Very, very nice. That's impressive, isn't it? Oh, he's the one who did that... That... Um, Last Voyage of the Krusty Anchovy. Yeah, I saw that. I've seen that. Yeah, very cool. That's that's um definitely a, a coffee table browsing one. That is just glorious. Yeah. Wow. 
Ready to move on, dude? Yeah, just just really impressed by the quality of the stuff on there. I'm, um, I'm, I'm impressed by the volume. Along yeah. With Next up is Bushido. Yeah, from GCT Studios. So Bushido is um, sort of a feudal Japan kind of fantasy-esque game. Um, small numbers of miniatures. Um, the miniature, very cool gorgeous. looking miniatures. Yeah. I really like them. Um, quite a different, different game. Um, it uses, you have a pool of kind of combat dice, I suppose, and you have to choose what you're going to allocate to attack and what you're going to allocate to defense. Um, which is quite a different way of doing, doing it. I did play it a couple of times. Um, but, yeah, say again, it's, it's the same thing again, really. Um, Just so many games. There's only so much time. What is cool is the Temple of Rokam, which is the ones that I uh, I was doing. Um, I think they've got a guy that rides a tortoise, <laughs> which I just think is amazing. Um, oh, yeah. Master Akusa. <laughs> yeah. He's amazing. So I just, I just think that's excellent. Oh yeah, I, I'm, I like the models. I, looking at this, um, the Adepticon special models would be would have been worth flying over to America for. <laughs> they're really, really nice. I wonder if they're going to be available, like in another way. Pre-releasing some of the. Mm, yeah, very cool. Very, very cool. Lovely models, yeah. Yeah. So, Metal Neko Games. What's this then, dude? I have no idea. I haven't opened them yet, so let's have a look. Let's Starfall just... Universe. Ooh, let's start. Oh, open. Oh, yeah, so that's... I always find this quite um, interesting is that when you go to a web page, Oh, and you want to know what somebody does, that it shouldn't really take you. I kind of want to be able to do that quite quickly, but I haven't been able yeah. to with a lot of these. So, Starfall Games, what is that? It looks like it's going to be a Kickstarter or something new. Oh, yeah. So, basically, there's a lot of concept art on here, um, but not many pictures of miniatures. Um, yeah, the concept art is, art is nice. I think this is going to be one to watch, dude, rather than one to be able to work out what, what it is just about yet. So Starfall Games is the universe that they're creating. Um, Age of Mercenaries. Right, well, we'll come back to that at some point in the future. It's developed a bit. So Privateer Press. So Privateer Press is... Um, Quite a well-established American company. They make um, War Machine and Hordes and some games that revolve around those worlds. Those worlds are pretty cool, I won't lie. Um, got a blender sort of magic and technology science-y stuff um, to make Warjacks. Um, and there's also massive beasts. Quite a tight rules system, so definitely quite a competitive rule system and, and they laid that out very early on as being their approach um, generally 
quite the aesthetic is quite um unique isn't it yeah it's very unique it is it's almost it's very exaggerated yeah um i suppose this is the way i would put it um uh, but definitely worth checking out um good game uh and uh, and well supported from the company as well worth looking at them yeah um so panda cult games is next and they produce um Wonder Cult of Barnacle Bay and Shovel Knight Dungeon Jewels. Um, these are board games by the look of things. Um, I got to say, I love I love the kind of style of it. Looks really cool. Um, not there's a knight with a shovel. I mean, that's just brilliant. The the quote here I think sums up my initial impressions. Not only are the characters too cute for words, but the narrative of the game is brilliant and keeps you engaged. So oh, that's quite. Quite a nice little comment, isn't it? That's from Dawn Lomax, who I've heard of. That's because she's from Beat of War. Um, so, yeah, they look really cool. Yeah, they do, actually. <laughs> they do. The models but look quite fun. The problem is with this lot is that you could end up... Shovel Knight. <laughs> um, I could end up with, like, 52 board games for Christmas. Yeah. Right, Relic played then. So we spoke a little bit about Reddit Bay earlier because it was sort of found some scenery that was made for it. Yeah, so Reddit Braid is a um, skirmish level game. Um, adventure battle game. Yeah, and it is very, very popular. Um, actually, um, in fact, I know a couple of people who say it's, the, it's their favourite game by a country mile. Um, it's... Uh, Sort of almost quasi role playing game, actually, um, which people I think really like about it. Um, and there's loads of scenery and models that come with it. Um, there's some good models, yeah, there's some good models. Wayne Bearer, he's very nice. Oh, riding a goat, everyone needs to buy riding a goat. This is uh, this is what um. The company says, or Metal King Studios says about it. Spread game is a fantasy tabletop miniature skirmish game. That description is quite a mouthful, and I wouldn't blame you if you still weren't entirely sure what it was. <laughs> Players customise and paint their model kits, build immersive scenery, and play out epic adventures with their friends and rivals. I'm a visual person, and I do my best to use fancy words to explain Relic Blade, but I think a pile of photos will be more fun. So yes, I think that really does sum it up. And these photos are wonderful. Um, so definitely worth a look, because um, you'll probably recognise a lot of these photographs. Um, and like I said, I know a number of people who say that this is their best or their favourite fantasy skirmish slash roleplay game. Ooh. Reaper minis. Now, if I am looking for a model for my role-playing character, um, the first place I go to is Reaper miniatures. Yeah. Uh, that is absolutely 100% true. Their range of miniatures is vast. Um, and they are designed with that in mind. So they have a Pathfinder range, which is effectively um, Dungeons & Dragons 3rd Edition. They have some fantasy models as well. They have um, baddies, loads of them. Um, and they produce them in metal, plastic, and a... a a 
range called Reaper Bones that we've already discussed um, today. Uh, Reaper Bones is like a flexible PVC style plastic. Don't get as much detail as their metal equivalent. Um, and they, they do sell them the same monitor model in metal or um, but in all PVC. But they're great for just shoving in a bag and bringing out, especially for the, for the bad guys. So um, if you're into role-playing and you haven't looked at Reaper miniatures, because things like the bones are very, very cheap, um, these are a really, really good way of dealing with it. Um, great, great company for role-playing models. Definitely. So Stiff Neck Studio is another painting, painting studio. Um, with all of these, it's just it's really worth... Just go and have a look. Yeah, just go and have a look, having a look around the galleries uh, and getting in contact if it's something you're interested in. Well, they've got a lovely little gallery. I'm very impressed with it. So um, I particularly like their um, Legion of the Damned unit. Very cool. Very cool. Yes, I like that. Um, I think the Art of Miniatures Wargaming, which is next, is also another studio. It's a shame to put put them side by side, but... um, I didn't make the order up, so um, it's a miniature painting service. Bit of, quite a lot of a different, bit of a different style. This, this, this one. So to the others, yeah. But well, again, the miniatures look fantastic on here. I would be very happy if I sent a model off and it came back looking like these. Um, and the service pricing looks about competitive with everyone else. It is about like we said a number of times bookmarking it and then having a look through and working out which one you prefer the style of because the quality is all pretty much the same the style is slightly different yeah um and finally to round off what has been an epic adventure of going through the walk the uh, adepticon um <coughs> exhibitors army painter Army Painter produce um, a massive range of painting products. They are um, probably most famous for their dipping technique, where you um, base coat the model, uh, apply a dip, literally a dip. It comes in like a varnish tin. You plunk the bugger in and pull it out, let it dry, um, and then varnish it to get rid of the shine. Um, they call it quick shade. Got to say, it works very well. If if you want an army done quickly, you know, yeah, it, it's pretty it's pretty good. And yeah. um, uh, there's plenty of pictures on there of it in action. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm generally a big fan of army painters' um, spray cans because they do a big range of them. They do seem to be slightly thicker than others, and you do have to take care. Um, but but they are absolutely fine. Mm. Um, I found the war paints uh, to be a little bit thin. Um, struggled to use those, if I'm honest. Um, but the the shades, like the quick shade and and the like, are very good. Yeah, um, yeah, very good. Uh, they do a f- quick shade to do three different colours, so soft, dark, and strong. Um, wh- which one the difference? What's the difference between strong and dark? I'm not sure, but I think dark is the the most intense. 
They're actually pretty good as well for just for guides, painting guides. Yeah. Because if you go on their site and have a look, um, you can select like different categories. Um, so sci-fi, and you can go by armies and regiments or single miniatures. So they've got um, dark angels on there. Uh, who else have we got on here? Yellow sci-fi marine, bone sci-fi marine, wolf grey sci-fi marine, you know? Where are they? Um, oh, video tutorials at the top. Yeah. yeah well, I, I didn't see that there was a video tutorial, if I'm honest. But, um, um, now from the homepage. Oh, painting guides. Painting guides, it says. At the top. And tufts, they do lots of tufts. I've got lots of tufts. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I found painting guides. Yeah, very cool. Oh yeah, then that's nice, isn't it? Cool. Yeah. Lovely. Um, and we have there is some that we haven't um that we haven't done, unfortunately. Um, there is a number of companies bringing um apparel, um. And various other things too. We're bringing them to Adepticon, the um, the clothing and that kind of thing that um, we haven't gone through. Um, and there's also news channels that do a very good job, like Spiky Bits and Bellow Lost Souls. They do a good enough job of promoting themselves, to be honest, without our help. Um, but yeah, I think that rounds up everything, doesn't it, Dan? Think it does, buddy. I think it does. So I hope um hope you've enjoyed that. I know we've been going pretty quickly, but I mean I we have no idea how long this has lasted. I think when we put it together it's probably gonna be well over two or three hours. Um as it is and we've been going as fast as we could without you know, shortchanging any of these people. Realistically, one of the things I would say is that is a quality set of companies and I urge everybody who's listening to to um, go through and give them some time um, and think about um, spending some money with them and supporting them or even just just doing something simple like following them on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook Um, so in case they produce a product that does catch your fancy you'll hear about it Um, but otherwise it it has been good fun Um, we'll probably do the same for Salute I think Dan is that the plan? Yeah. Hopefully, as we do these, um, we'll get a bit more streamlined, a bit better at it. Um, yeah. But um, I think it's worth noting as well that you might have to wait a bit for um, uh, to support these guys. So please don't forget them because many of them are closing their stores um, until COVID has passed. Not distributed until the uh, current world crazy situation is dealt with. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, um, if you were fa- fancy um, following along for the next bit, which will be um, the Salute um, exhibitors, which will be mainly more um, UK-based companies, I should imagine, uh, then please follow along. The, the hashtag is uh, virtual walk-on. Um, and depending on how well this all goes, we'll, I, th- I have thought about doing this next year as well, Dan. Yeah, well, we, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And, and let us know as well. Feedback is good. Um, 
as to, to what you felt was good and what you felt could be done better, differently. Always good. Well, brilliant. Well, thanks, guys. Um, find us on um, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram um, at the Two Piece Podcast, and um, we'll catch you for the next for the next episode, normal episode, which will be um, I don't know when that will be. Is that next week? A couple of weeks. A couple time, of weeks time. All right, guys. Thanks. Cheers, guys. Yeah.